4: You're
1: listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
3: Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go, big boy. Let's go. Let's go. We come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Arnie, today... You kind of look at us as the launch of the week, right? Isn't that how we've started to position it? It's no longer the recap. this is the first time I've heard you happy in,
5: like, over six months, man. Listen to you. Joy in your voice. Your team's won. Oh,
3: my goodness. This is the happy Chris Plank. I can't believe it. Let me see here. Hold, hold on. Let me, let me see when it was the last time I was this happy. I don't know the last week yeah, in Oklahoma <laughs> and Vegas won on the same week. And you know what? In fact, I hadn't even thought about that until you just mentioned it. it was, Maybe last
5: year, I think. Is the, Raiders,
3: it the Raiders last won on October 23rd. And I'm pretty sure the Sooners didn't win on October no, they 22nd. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, either that or they were on a bye, knowing my luck. So, yeah, Ooh, it's it, been, it's a, been a minute. It's been a minute since I've been that happy. I, I'm looking right now just to double check so I don't sit here and lose my mind. You've been yeah, in no, no, wow. no. Here we go. Here we go. The, uh, the Sooners were on the bye on October 22nd. So then I wouldn't have been able to celebrate the win on the 23rd for the Raiders. And then the Raiders win before that was, well, I guess the only team they can beat this year, the Denver Broncos. (laughs) Gosh, that win came on October 2nd. And that was the same weekend that OU got beat by TCU oh. 55 to 24. So I don't even know the last weekend. bo get our crack research crew that's in the middle <laughs> of putting together all these highlights. And look at last year. <laughs> and look at last year to find out when the last time Oklahoma and the Raiders won on the same weekend. Yeah, dude, it was a great weekend for me. Um I, you, you know, do you see what I got to do on Friday night? What did you I, got to do? I I introduced a concert. I was the no. hype man. Ramos knows this is being an old FM guy. You, you know have the a FMers big deal now. That's right. I'm going to start talking like this every now and then. So just you be careful. You have a golden mic too. So. That's right. Uh, I might, whenever we go to break, I might lead right up to the part in the music where the the band starts singing or that's something. That's called I, hitting the post, big that's boy. That's right, hitting baby. I'm going to. Is it right in the post or hitting the post, Ramos? The post. It's in the post. That's right. So I just yeah, want to warn there. you. I'm like a big time FM guy now, Arnie. So watch out. I'm, I mean. Oldies one oh one, whatever. I'm here, I'm ready for you. Well, yeah, was a fun week. Since you brought it up,
5: I just want to say all those FM all those FM jocks out there, you're stealing money. I want Wait, you to know that. You're, what are you, what are you you're, doing you're, you're, right you're now? You're on Arnie. three minutes a day and an hour and, and you <laughs> Shh, introduce a couple of stop. songs and you do the weather. Come on. Come now. on,
3: come on now. Wait, they, they take on. a phone call from a very excited salesperson who's calling from the next room. Leave them alone. <laughs> um But no no. I, I bring up my great weekend. To say, and I appreciate you noticing that it's been probably over a year since the Raiders and Sooners won on the same weekend, but this starts my favorite, least favorite week of the year. I love this week. I Not just it. because I'm a fat kid and I love Thanksgiving and yeah and, uh, the family blah family I, I I love Thanksgiving it's we get to do a lot of shows you and I get to work together yeah on uh, Jason Smith's show what Wednesday and Friday night this week right. that's really be exciting
5: Thursday also but my my wife's driving out of town so I. I oh, just see. told her, yeah, don't don't even bother with the turkey. Just make me a boatload of stuffing, and, there you go. and I'll be happy. That's all I really
3: need. I'm not that big of a turkey guy. I, I just like the stuffing. You know? I am for one day a year. So yeah. I love this week. And then you've got, right, Thursday football, which used to be mm. so unique. Now it's something everyone hates. You've got college football games that mm. matter on Friday. You've got Ohio State-Michigan, USC-Notre Dame this weekend. But then, Arnie, it's also one of my least favorite weeks because – it's kind of like the sign that football's coming to a close, especially college football, right? I mean, after this weekend, it's conference championship games, Army, Navy, and then we're waiting a month for the four team playoff. Unless, of course,. Well, Arizona's not going to a bowl now. No, uh, unless you're one happening. of us blessed schools that have six or more wins and you're going to a bowl, not many people care about the Birmingham Bowl, the Armed Forces Bowl. It's all about the four team playoff and maybe one of the New Year's Day six bowls. But it's a weird feeling, Arnie. I'm watching Sunday night football. I'm watching the Chargers try to drive down and take the lead. That's where Steve DeSager is tonight. He's covering that game in L.A. But. I, I I love Thanksgiving. I love this week. I love everything about it. I love us getting to do shows. I love it, love it, love it. But then when it's over, you're like, <sighs> college football's over in the regular season, and the NFL only has, what are we looking at, like seven weeks left. It's wild how quickly the season flies I wonder if you'd be
5: talking about the season being over after Thanksgiving if we had 12 teams this year
3: in the playoff don't instead think of so. just
5: four teams. No, I don't think you would either, you know? But
3: but again, see, okay, this is where I'm unique, though. And this is where you, I, I get lost. And I'm just being honest with you. I feel like. You know everyone that's like oh it devalues the, the the regular season or you need to add more hype to college football. I'm going I'm the moron that's going to be hyped for the Liberty Bowl. I'm the guy that's going to watch. And you're the you know, only one, really. And I think I'm the only one. Yeah. I, I love college football. It's kind of my beat. You know, I live in a college football town. So I usually kind of re- well, you don't even like college football. You just like Arizona. I kind of wow. rely on you people on Twitter to help me out because I mean, there's some that say it takes away from the regular season. There's some that say it'll add too because more games will have meaning, but I'm just, I'm so excited when we get to that point for a 12 team playoff Arnie, especially in a year like this, where, I understand Tennessee got smoke and and Hinton and Hooker is out, but right. I mean, who wouldn't mind seeing Alabama potentially getting another shot? They might be the most talented team in college football. Remember, I said that. I said they were going to get... I have a well, number seven in my right, top seven. Uh, I want uh, you uh, to know that. Again, so they would be there in 12, and they might have been there in 12 the week before, but they're not in this mix. Alabama's not going to the playoffs this year. Clemson's going to get in a world before them. Oh. So... Um, in, in my mind, I get excited about the 12-team playoff, not just because of that, Arnie, but because of home playoff games. So you lose me on that, and I know that's not where the show is going off the top, but it's a little bit sad, a little bit sad to think about the end of college football coming up. Uh, you know, Bo, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what's sad is
5: I, I was admitted 46 away from from my Miami Dolphins being the number one seed in the AFC,
3: and uh, now the Chargers just scored, so i got to hope for Mahomes' comeback right now. Why? What do you need to happen here? You want the you want the Chiefs to win? Of course.
5: Well, I, no. I yeah. I wanted the uh, well. If the Chargers won, Miami would be the number one seed, I believe, in right. the AFC. If the uh, Kansas City won, that kind of helps Miami and drops the Chargers um, away. If Miami has to fight out for a wild card, so either way, it's a win-win what,
3: situation. What, what, wait! 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 You you're worried about the Chargers in a wild card situation right here. Worried about I thought they were going I thought everybody. they were going to the Super Bowl. What are you worried about with <laughs> anything right now? All I hear from you every freaking week is how the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl and now all of a sudden you're worried about the Chargers? Yes, it's a great finish coming up in Sunday Night Football as Arnie mentioned. Touchdown pass Justin Herbert. What a little over 145 left at 146. 27-23. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers lead the Chiefs. That was a 10-play, 64-yard drive, five minutes. This is a good one. This is a good one. Now we've had some decent Sunday night football games a couple weeks in a row, and the Chargers have stayed on Mahomes all night long, and this is just what Los Angeles seems to do against the Chiefs. Arnie, these two teams bring out the best in each other.
5: No, no, this was a good one. And, of course, when, when Kansas City had to settle for a couple of field goals early, you knew that was going to come back and haunt them when they should have gotten touchdowns. And and, and the Chargers, of, of course, got out to the lead. Um, I'm surprised Kansas City came back a little bit. But I'm wondering right now, um, you know, if, you're, if I'm a Dolphin fan, do I root for Kansas City now or San Diego or for the Chargers? I'm, you got me confused now, Plank. Well, I mean, if
3: you're saying you want to be the one seed, yeah, I think you do, want the yeah. Chiefs to lose as many games as you can. That is true. That is true. So I should be happy about this, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering why you'd be mad about it. But, yeah, because if you win right now, you'd be tied for the top spar if the uh, Chiefs lose tonight. Um, you'd be tied for the top spot. I don't know what the tiebreaker looks like between you and Kansas City. i will just Arnie, give it to us. Yeah, I, give I, it I'm to also us. not looking at stupid playoff scenarios in week 11. What are you doing right now? <laughs>
5: well, you're a Raider fan. You're not looking at any playoffs anytime, so.
3: Still alive. Still alive in that 12 congratulations. spot. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, in my, in my world, the, uh, Vegas Raiders are only two and a half games out of a playoff spot right now so look out hey uh with that in mind looking at these standings as we welcome you into a sunday night a week 11 nfl football Mm. recap here on fox sports radio with arnie spanier i'm chris plank and we come to you live from the tire rack.com studios I I, threw, I mean, everyone's already on fire on Twitter. You got everyone fired up for the show tonight, Arnie, as to where they want to start. But when when we were laying out the show notes for tonight and you sit in your list, there was one take on that. I try to find one that I really disagree with you on because I guess that's how you make millions in this industry. You course, yell and absolutely. scream at each other and tell the other person how stupid they are. Um But in this instance, I couldn't because... I don't want to give away our, our hour three bit, right? After week 11, I know this. We got a lot of time to get there, but I'm starting to buy into a theory that you posed on the rundown, which is maybe we maybe we, uh, we crown their ass to steal a great phrase from uh, the legendary coach Dennis Green a little bit too early when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. They lose on Monday night football to Washington. They look less than stellar against an ESPN coached Indianapolis Colt team who should have lost sorry. that
5: game. Make no mistake about it. Should have lost that. Very lucky to come out with a victory in that game. Should have lost that one.
3: I mean, and, and again, suddenly you look. Well, Giants didn't really help to build up that NFC East today. What the heck was that, Arnie? Um, but yep. the, the Commanders won a game. Cowboys yep. looked incredibly competent in Ooh. stomping a mud hole Ooh. in the in the Minnesota Vikings today. Sorry, uh, sorry, boss man. But I, I'm just. I'm starting to see those issues in Philadelphia. I got a friend of mine that every game on Twitter is ready to fire their defensive coordinator. Ah, fire again? He's a moron. And I'm like, what do you? They just gave sixteen here, and then you watch and you're like, gosh, they do some stupid things. Uh, and the Colts of all teams, the Colts were able to take advantage of it. Where should the panic level be for the Eagles fans right now? Because Arnie, in my mind, I think it's pretty high. Well, if they if they if you look at
5: their schedule, they built that what eight and zero or nine and zero start. Um, based on a real soft schedule. I mean, they beat the Lions. Yes, they beat the Vikings, but look at the beatdown the Vikings got from, from Dallas today. They they beat the Commanders. The Commanders are still a last place team, and then they beat sub-500 teams like the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Steelers, the Texans, and blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe they built themselves up because they lose to the Commanders, should have lost to the Colts. That would have been two losses. We'll see what they do against the Packers, who's no great shakes, but they have about the easiest schedule I've seen in a 17-game schedule in my entire life. It's like Cream puff after cream puff. I don't know how they how they arrange this, but it really, it, it, other than the Titans, they'll play the Giants, the Bears, uh, and the Saints. So it it's just a, a cakewalk for Philadelphia, and I'm wondering if it will come back and bite them in the backside when they get to the playoffs.
3: Do, when I say the Spider-Man meme, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Absolutely. Arnie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, of course. I think in two weeks you have the Spider meme game in the National Football League, and it's Tennessee and Philadelphia. I just I feel like you, you, you kind of point the finger and yes I I, I know and, and for argument's sake here the Eagles have a better record than the Titans but after watching these two teams the last few weeks I kind of look I'm like how are they this good yeah you know yeah. how is their record this I mean I, I watched Denver I, I watched four quarters of Denver today I watched all of Russell Wilson it's probably the third or fourth game I've watched them in this year. I've got some thoughts on the way that game was broadcasted. Holy smoke, Mark Schlereth put down the damn Bronco pom-pom when you're calling <laughs> the game. But Russell Wilson is affecting the game with his cadence. And the, I think the Raiders have one offside penalty all day long, and it was a guy in the neutral zone. my gosh. A one-yard run for Denver, Arnie, was brutal, tough, strong. Meanwhile, oh, there's one-yard game for the Raiders. Like, what are we doing here? Anyway, I'll let my homerism digress. But I watched Denver, and I saw a team that's like, Okay, they haven't figured out how to win yet, right? They, they're they struggling with a little bit of everything. They can't figure out how to win a game. And they had the Raiders put away and couldn't do it. But I could see, right, where, God, if they got a few more breaks this season, that's a team that could be just like Philadelphia right now. Right now, they're not going to have a blowout win. They're not going to what, what the Eagles have earlier this year uh, as far as blowout. Oh, they beat Pittsburgh 35-13. Now, Broncos probably won't have one of those on their resume, but they get a break here or there. Did you see, you see Nick Wright's note? No, what did I mean, he put out there? Th- this blew my mind involving Denver. And I'm not, listen, I'm not just trying to, to, to pile on Denver here. I'm making a point to how I feel like, you know, th- that's a team that has just not got breaks, where someone like Philadelphia has got them and, and, and maybe to their credit, created them. But Denver has now uh has now allowed 18 points or, or is not here you go. Here's the stat. Uh, the Broncos or would be nine and one. If they had scored 18 points in regulation in every game, 18 points. It doesn't they seem to, like a lot, does it, huh? It's not in the national football league, but the Broncos would be nine and one this year. Y'all, if they just could score 18 points in regulation, every single game, nine and one. So to me, that magnifies this fine line between, okay, where we are with how Philadelphia's looking, how the Giants have looked at times, and then teams that are on the struggle bus, like the, the, the Raiders who found a way today, but the Broncos in light of that. I mean, Arnie, that's a th- Thin line between great and just okay. Well, thank goodness bad. they have a
5: yeah. Thank goodness they have a good offensive coordinator. Oh, wait a minute, I, I got that mixed up there. Um, yeah, it it. I didn't think that that's all they had to put up was eighteen points a game right. to you know go but, ahead and have that type
3: of record. That is kind of strange. That's wild, right? But but my point is, yeah. I mean, it, it also shows you to me, and I'm not trying to compare Philadelphia to to Denver by any stretch of the imagination, but it can go south pretty quick, and. Bringing it back to Philadelphia, you mentioned it's a soft schedule coming up, right? Real soft, yeah. But suddenly they're, you know, you're not getting it done against an Indianapolis Colt team. And yeah, I know it was on the road. It was like Jeff Saturday's first home game. So everyone was kind of on cloud nine, but. I mean, again, you slip up a little bit against Green Bay next week. You know, they look like a proud team. We mentioned Tennessee. Suddenly, that's two more losses. And then you're battling for first place in the NFC with the Dallas uh, Cowboys. The good news is they've already played Washington twice yes. this season now that the commanders are playing better. But, I mean, I don't know, Arnie. That, that thin line, that fine line between really good and really bad was magnified to me today. And I don't know if I should be worried for the Eagles or if I should be impressed no. that they're still finding ways to get these dubs. No, because,
5: you know, it's, it's a win league and then worry about next week. It really, You know, they're going to have down league. games. You know what I mean? They're going to have down games, but, you know, maybe it will affect them in the playoffs. You know, when, when when it comes to overcoming adversity and you're not used to being down or coming from behind or any of that, maybe uh, maybe we'll come back and, and bite him in the backside. By the way, Kansas City with the touchdown. Did you, did you not I think they were going to come back with 146 left and get a touchdown to to beat the Chargers? There's 31 seconds left of the game, and uh, oh, gee, it's Travis Kelsey. I would never have known that they would have gone to him. I would have all 11 guys guarding him. Just beat me with somebody. All <laughs> 11 are going to guard Travis Kelsey and see if we can stop him. And it's going to be a drill. It's ridiculous how many how many balls he catches. Six it, catches.
3: In. Six catches. 115 yards. Ridiculous. Three scores tonight. He's been targeted 10 times in the game. And I saw this note earlier, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back yes. 15 carries 107 yards. Mm. It's the first running back over a hundred yards for the chiefs since last season when Clyde Edwards, helaire had 102 against the Eagles, which seems wild for as explosive as their offense is, but they typically can't run the football. All right. So 31 seconds left. Three timeouts. Can Justin Herbert get it done? Chargers down 30-27. We'll keep tabs live on the final drive coming up next on Sunday Night Football with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Fox Sports
1: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to the Bolly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio
4: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
3: Well, we thought, we thought maybe Justin Herbert had a chance, right? A all bit, three yeah. timeouts, all three timeouts. Not the, not the best field position in the world, right? It's yeah. not like you had a big kick return. You're on your own 25 yard line. Yeah, after exactly. the Touchback, right? Um, t- t- two plays any throws an interception. Ends the game. Once Chiefs he got was, sacked on the, you know, or stopped on that first quarterback draw or whatever it was. W- what did you make? Of the holding penalty. Now it's kind of hard for us because right, we're on the air, so I can't really hear what the rules analyst has to say. Um, but you're sitting there at third and four, and it was I the Chargers third and four, what, minute twelve to go in the game. Chargers did a good job of pressuring Mahomes. He has to throw it away, Pro- probably gonna be grounding, right? Because he threw it from in the pocket and no one was even near it. But instead, there's a holding penalty on Derwin James that gives Kansas City a fresh set of downs. Mm. And, and, and literally, Arnie, three plays after the holding penalty, the touchdown pass that gives them the right. lead with 31 seconds left. I, tough call in that situation, especially whenever the Chargers thought they had it sealed away. And it was f- so far away from the play, too.
5: I would, you know, when it's away from the play, it kind of reminds me of what happened in the Jets Patriots game Mm -hmm. on the uh, punt return, and they were complaining that there was an illegal block. Oh, there was an illegal block,
3: all right, on it. Yeah,
5: but that was like what ten yards behind the play, Chris. You're not gonna, you can't call something like that in that situation. I I know people like, oh no, no, if, if it's a foul in the first second, it's a foul in the last second. If it's a penalty in the first minute, it's a penalty in the last minute. No, no, it was a, it was a big situation. End of the game he wasn't going to catch him anyway. It wasn't even close. If it has nothing to do with the play,
3: you just go ahead and let it go and you move on. You you can't call everything, Chris. So if a guy rips a dude down by his face mask, mask behind the play, Face mask, okay. is, it,
5: it, that's different. And By the way, they say that um, the, the NFL office said that was a clean hit anyway, but even if it wasn't, I still... That, I, that I, was I, not I mean, a clean hit. They said it was a clean hit. <laughs> I yeah. know,
3: but I'm just saying, that there's no way now, and Patriot fans, you don't have to defend it. I mean, you know, you saw it. I thought it was about
5: 50-50, but but either way, I would, even if it was 100% a block in the back. First of all, what a stupid play that was because um, you don't need to make a block like that, too. Even if he gets caught, he's going to get caught within that, what, the, the five yard line. Let so, me ask you a question. Yeah.
3: If that was the Dolphins who were having a player return a pick or a punt or a kick against them. And you saw that play happen and no, it wasn't called, you'd no. be losing your mind.
5: I would lose my mind that we right, lost exactly. the game like that there in the last go. five seconds. But I, I wouldn't lose my mind that it was
3: they yes, because they didn't call it. You a would block absolutely the be the first guy here going, that's a foul. That's a foul. So stop it. Don't act like that suddenly. I'm better like, than oh, that. Uh, no, I'm better no, no. than that. Listen, I'm here to tell you this tonight because I love you, Arnie. You're not better than that. I'm better than that. Here's a really good question from Doug off the website that somehow is still here after I was told it was going to be finished a couple nights ago, Twitter.com. Doug writes <laughs> Can you explain how, in the final minute of a Chiefs game with them trailing, everyone in America except the team they are playing knows that Mahomes will throw to Kelsey? I'm completely dumbfounded. How this occurs almost every. You know,
5: week. Ramos was saying this to me at the break, and I'm like, you know, is, is it like we don't know it's not coming to Kelsey? I I, I don't know. Can you not double team him? I, do I do I really have to put all eleven guys on Kelsey and just have you walk in with somebody else? I I don't even know what to do at this point. If I if I'm Mahomes, I think I throw to Kelsey like fifty times a game. If you can't stop him, I don't need anybody else. Jeez,
3: it's ridiculous how this guy gets open all the time. You know, my new favorite thing is people trying in like the in. MVP discussion after yeah. like this game, week eleven. And listen, right now, if I had an MVP vote, Patrick Mahomes would be number one. Yes, but we also we also have like eight weeks left in the season. And it literally a guy has one bad performance like <laughs> well, he's out of the MVP conversation. I mean, there is nothing more fickle than that asinine conversation we have at this point in the season in the NFL amongst fans. But I, I I'm the same way. I, I don't know how defenses can't adjust. I mean, there's Juju's out. Uh, yeah. Kadarius Tony had already got hurt. Maybe the mm-hmm. the Chiefs running the football a little bit better made it challenging to do what you wanted to do against Kelsey and Derwin James. Honestly, Arnie had done a pretty good job against Kelsey at times here tonight. I think uh, Kansas City was zero for two going uh, at Kelsey whenever Derwin James was covering him on third downs. But still, how does how does he still find a way to get that open? Is it a moment where we stop and say? He's just maybe the best tight end we've seen. Maybe he's definitely, in my opinion, Travis Kelsey in a league rich with talented tight ends. You got to give him his, his props. He might be as arrogant as all get out. But my man is the best at what he's doing right now at no, that no, tight end he's, position. He's a great tight end, but my
5: question is this. What would be a harder person to guard? Somebody as big as somebody as Travis Kelsey, who is not the fastest person, or somebody like Tyree Kill, who if you g- g- get a half a step behind him, that's it. You're done. He, all he has to do is put the ball in front of him, and, and you're never going to catch him. So you would think you'd just get physical with Kelsey. Look, it's not going to stop him all the time, but maybe a couple of times you're going to stop him. I don't know how you stop a especially. Beatster. You know, Cooper Cup, he he does it because he runs such great routes.
3: Nobody can stop that guy. I don't, I don't know how he gets away with it all the time. Well, he's hurt, so that's how you stop well, him. Well, no, I, now he's um, hurt, but yeah. But, but I would also add, Artie, I would really take big, strong, and fast over just fast any day. And and Travis Kelsey, big, strong, fast. Oh yeah, just just get physical with him. Okay, well, he's he'll not run four too
5: fast or anything like
3: that, or four three fast. Or, For where he lines, do you yeah. want to have it? Can, can we? Hey, Ramos, we get the Fox Sports Radio dry erase board, <laughs> and we'll do some X's. And I'm not really good at it. Maybe we can tap in uh, Brady Quinn or somebody just to lay out how you line up a tight end to make it more challenging to where he's not being covered by a fast guy like say. Uh, Tyree Kill is, but it's a good point, man. I don't know how you stop him. The the Raiders haven't been able to do it. Chargers couldn't do it consistently. Uh, And the other team in that division, the Broncos, probably have the best personnel to do it, but they're such a dumpster fire right now, they can't get it done. So my man is going to completely continue to dominate from that tight end position. So the Chiefs win, but that's just one of the many stories. Are you trampling all over me throwing I'm tri- the update here? No, no, no I, I know you, but you, just one more thing on that. You know, you say
5: he's the best tight end ever. I didn't um, say
3: right? I, I said maybe the best tight end ever. The best right, maybe tight end the, in the best tight end right ever,
5: but what happens if you put him on another team that wasn't so good? Would he have the, those type of numbers if he wasn't catching the ball from Mahomes? I mean, look at Tyreek Hill. He went to another quarterback and shows you what he's, he's doing better than he was when he was with, with with Mahomes. Is Travis Kelsey, Kelsey going to put up those numbers if you, let's say, put him to Jacksonville and, and he was catching it
3: uh, over there? Or you'd tell me, huh? Yes, absolutely oh, he would. No. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you're the same guy now that's making it seem like that Tyreek Hill sucked less or sucked more with Patrick Mahomes and that he's now free and open whenever he was – the best receiver in the game when he was with Mahomes, and he's still really good. Good is good. Arnie, Travis Kelsey is going to be good regardless where you put him. And if you put, you know what? I agree with you. Put him somewhere else. Listen, NFL break this monopoly. up. (laughs) Let's put Travis Kelsey in Vegas. All right. I'm telling you, you he's that good. Yeah. Put him anywhere. And he's going to be good. Arnie. It's, it's not just a matter of, well, Patrick Mahomes, the offense good is good, man. And Travis Kelsey is damn good. And I can't stand the guy. I can't, this pains me to say this. Why are you doing this to me? It's like when you make me defend Alabama, he's good, man. It doesn't matter where he is. He's You'd good. love him in, in Miami.
5: Oh, you don't think I would? I, of course. I, I mean, go. he's no Gusecki, but I mean, come on now. <laughs>
3: right, yeah, he's no Gusecki. <laughs> All right, listen, let's get caught up on everything as we come to you live tonight for the TireRack.com studios. DeSega wraps up his responsibilities with the Chargers tonight. Our man I Kevin White off. is in with uh, everything that's going on in the world of sports. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how's it
4: going? Uh, Sunday Night Football just wrapping up, as you guys just uh, talked about. The Chiefs uh, trailing late in that that game. 30 seconds to go, a 17-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to Travis Kelsey to give the Chiefs the 30-27 to win over the Chargers. Kansas City now makes it a three-game lead in the AFC West. Some Week 11 scores from earlier today. The Bills make it through the snow to Detroit and beat the Cleveland Browns at their temporary home 31-23. Buffalo is now 7-3. and Eagles escape against the Colts, 17-16, largely due in part to Jalen Hurts and his 86 yards and a touchdown on the ground as Philadelphia moves to a league best nine and one Cowboys obliterate the Vikings 40 to three Vikings are the first eight and two team in history to have a negative point differential <laughs> The Lions with an upset win over the Giants, 31-18, behind three touchdowns from Jamal Williams. Saints beat the Rams, 27-20. Ravens grind one out against the Panthers, 13-3. Commanders over the Texans, 23-10. Patriots make it 14 in a row against the Jets with a 10-3 win over New York. Bengals top the Steelers, 37-30. Falcons edge out the Bears, 27-24. Raiders with a 22-16 overtime win over the Broncos. In the NBA, Damian Lillard going to miss one to two more weeks. We're going to reevaluate them at that time. He's been dealing with a strain in his lower right leg. One game in the association currently still going on. The Lakers leading the Spurs 118-88 to 88 with a little under four minutes ago in that one. Back to you guys. Uh, thanks
3: a lot. We appreciate it, Kevin, as we come to you live tonight from the TireRack.com studios. Oh, they're all over you for trying to discredit Travis Kelsey. Yes, I know that. Go, let's read them away. Let's do it. All right. Um, let's see. Where do we want to start here? I, who has the most no, – I don't like this guy. The guy's an a-hole. We're not reading his. <laughs> um, the weed smoker writes, all it took was a Travis Kelsey touchdown to bury the Charger season in any hopes of Justin Herbert being installed as the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Uh, Roger the engineer. Hey, genius. Travis Kelsey had great numbers with Alex Smith. Um. How long has Mahomes been in the league? What year did he start taking over? Uh, Mahomes' first season as a full-time starter, I want to say, let's see, him and Baker would have been in 16, so 7-18 was his first year as a full-time starter interesting that happened
5: to be in 2018 was the first year Travis Kelsey had his over 100 yards before then his biggest year was 20 receptions less and matter of fact he had in the 60s and low 70s uh, in 2014 2015 so I really proved my point thank you I, I appreciate that
3: well I mean he's still averaging 12.2 12.2 13.2 yards. I'm not per going catch. by the
5: average Chris <laughs> I'm not going I'm doing my catches
3: well is so catches are what matters to you if it does. If it proves my point, it does. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. If, whatever wants to prove your point. Exactly. To. Exactly. Uh, we this... go by
5: yards because that 14, 15 year, he also had less than 900 yards. And then finally, you know, when Mahomes came around in 2018 to but 2019. I, I, don't
3: even, I don't even know what point you're trying to make on this. Are you trying to say that Kelsey isn't that good? I'm
5: tried, no, I'm trying to say there's got to be a way to stop him. I mean, it's ridiculous okay. the way this guy just... And when you know he's getting the ball too late in the game and you know what's going to him, you still can't stop him. That's the crazy part.
3: Yeah, and what's wild tonight, like we brought up, is is there were moments where the Chargers actually did a pretty good job on him, and he still, still ends up with six catches, uh, three of those for touchdowns, 115 yards, was the difference in Casey's 30-27 win over the Chargers. So... Right now, as it stands in the AFC, if you want to get into playoff conversations, which 10 games in for most teams right now, um, the Chiefs have that lead for the top spot by a game over. The Miami Dolphins.
5: Right. But look how many teams are seven and three right now. There's four teams Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Buffalo, all seven and three. That's amazing. Five teams all separated by one game um for uh, the top spot. Five teams separated by that. That's, that's
3: and then insane. you have three teams in the mix for two playoff spots at six and four. The Chargers are right there at five and five, but then it gets interesting, Arnie. Oh then because, it's done
5: so what everybody Because after
3: that. the Colts. No, it's not. Did you watch the NFL last year? Yes, I did. But it's done.
5: So after that, that's that's why it's that. That's why it was important that the Chargers lose. It's only between Cincinnati, the Jets, and the Chargers, and the Patriots for three of the last four spots. The Colts, Jaguars, Raiders. I'm sorry, they're eliminated. Did uh,
3: uh, again. Did you watch the NFL season last year? Yes, a little bit. Yes, I did. Right. Where were your dolphins to start the year last
2: year? <laughs> Would you One stop doing seven. this?
3: Yeah, stop doing this crap. Okay. Nobody is eliminated. Well, I'm sorry, the Browns, you're out by Cleveland and whatever that was from Pittsburgh today. Holy smokes. But even mathematically, they're all right there. Arnie, hell Denver Denver's mathematically still in the playoff mix. Now, yeah, they're I all
5: mathematically, but I mean, geez, let's let's be honest and um. Really, figure from the Colts on down, nobody's really going to make a run. Maybe the Colts because they got that one tie, so they're sitting at four, six, or one. But I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see Jacksonville or anybody else making a run. At this
3: I, I see a certain team there at twelve, Arnie. I who's been in more one-score games than anyone else this year. Who just found out how to win one score games? If the was, the Las like Vegas Raiders. Darren Waller getting healthy. Hunter Renfro's going to be back. Their best cornerback, Nate Hobbs, is going to be back. What's the magic number back. to
5: get in? What's the magic number? Nine or ten? Probably
3: ten. You have to oh, 10 I think wins. I think right now 10. in the AFC it's got to be ten. So that yeah, means you got to win 10. out, which isn't happening. Right, but right. you look at the next few games. we got Seattle next week who's playing pretty well. Then you get the Chargers, who are a nightmare. You go to the Rams, who are an absolute disaster. Arnie, in my book, that's the Raiders getting to 6-7 and with a showdown against New England on Sunday Night Football on December 18th. So I'm just here to tell you, I wouldn't count out Derek Carr Devontae Adams, the return of Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, their best corner, Nate Hobbs. Don't write the don't write the eulogy yet. Now, yeah, this is yeah. the same guy who wanted to fire everyone last yeah, week. Well, wake up, Dorothy. Yeah, wake up, Dorothy. Annie M is calling. So, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. But what ended what up? happening? Hap- See, this is where that analogy sucks, Arnie. What ended up <laughs> happening at the end of it? Wake up, Dorothy. Annie M's calling. She's happy. Everything is good. She's, she was getting out of Oz anyway. So why is that telling someone she was leaving Oz? So yeah, she got she was, out. She was, What's she was your just point? dreaming the whole thing is what it was. It was just dreams. Uh, no, it was real, Arnie. It was real. <laughs> Smoke the good stuff when you watch wizard of Oz. But I, I, I think there's a couple of teams like that. I've got one in the NFC for you when we yeah. come back. That's okay. not sitting pretty, but I'm sitting here thinking they get a break. Look you out. Not they say could the make Packers. some noise. Oh, hell no. No, they're a disaster. (laughs) I'm so tired. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to unfollow you Packer homers. I'm so tired of Aaron Rodgers completing one pass. And all of a sudden, it's like, I didn't know. Christian Watson couldn't catch a ball. It's like he completed one pass in a game. And you act like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Let's get into some quarterbacks who made a statement today. Let's get into some NFC teams who might still be alive. And let's get into your tweets next. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday.
6: If you dare. It's
3: Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, don't miss the Fox Sports Radio tailgate as always presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a big green egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. All right. Um Todd is wow. coming up next hour. See like,
5: a lot of stats all over the place on this game, man. People just which ripping game? the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers? Um, yeah. I saw what this must be a gambling guy that Brandon Anderson said Justin Herbert is now. 11-29-2 against the spread all time in the second half. 27.5 cover rate. I didn't even know there was such a stat for something like that,
3: Chris. Unbelievable, you know? Like cover rate? Yeah. I, I, in second halves. I like it. I Let's add it. It's probably more important than completion percentage was, in some people's just, minds.
5: I was about to say, that's got to be an important one, considering that's, you know, when you're going to win a game or lose a game is
3: in the second half. I, I, I just, there's a part of me that is so infatuated with the, the gambling side of things, but mm. not not in the way that some think kind of like Arnie. I, I really don't put any money on games, but I don't sit here and tell you how great my picks are three and seven in college, Barney three. And I was seven. bad this week. You'd be I was fired. Horrible. If you were a head coach, I'm going to start I, calling you the Nathaniel Hackett a pick I
5: went six and 13 so far. I got one more game to go. It's oh, terrible. But horrible.
3: I, uh I, 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 because in a lot of ways it really does ratchet up interest in the most meaningless situations ever. Like, like, think about this. The end of the TCU-Baylor game yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Arguably one of the most wild finishes we've seen in college football it's, this year. The dumbest, dumbest play calling I've ever seen at the end of the game. But. The third and seven run. Or the Yeah, third and seven run. Didn't get it either. Didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I guess they had practiced it. Whatever doesn't make a difference. Um, They they won the game though, right? Yes, exactly. And it's funny everyone's everyone's losing their minds. Like gosh, TCU still undefeated, finding a way. And literally, as you scroll through like the comments, there's people that are mad about the missed extra point than having to go for two because if they would have at least got that extra point arnie they would have covered with the game-winning field goal because the spread was two and a half oh, so I it didn't see. it didn't matter that they won by one if you look in like the comments there's people are like doesn't matter not a great team you don't cover how dare you miss an extra point to make that it's like chris what are we doing right now you, you know the rules better than everybody else
5: you know the rule in the at least i know this is in the nfl um when the offense makes a substitution, the referee stands over the ball and allows the defense to make the substitution after that, correct? Is that correct. the same thing that goes on in college because once That's where it, st- it started in college. Okay, Arnie. because once TCU made that first move
3: Different in special teams. I was going to say, why wouldn't you yep. take your time then if you're yeah. Baylor? We had, like, this, we had this whole, yeah. it's it's a I look at you yeah. making a good point. Can we nerd out for just a second? Yes, Ramos? Ahead, nerd out because That's exactly what I was thinking. Well, I go take your time and he's going to stand over the ball. Take your time. It's a big, it's a big move in college football. And you you don't see it as much in the NFL because maybe outside of Kansas city, you don't have a lot of tempo offenses in the NFL. But in college football, I mean, Oklahoma runs Temple, Tennessee, Ole Miss, USC, even though Lincoln Riley doesn't really run a tempo offense. It's just they don't huddle. They they run the football a right. lot. But listen, we, we don't need to get to the nuts and bolts of it. But it's called snail is a defensive call. And what you'll see is it, it was an old bait. It was an Art Briles trick back in the day. They'd sneak a wide receiver onto the field, and you couldn't change to match up against him. They'd get you in the wrong personnel. Chip Kelly was really good at it, too, at Oregon. So the college ranks changed the rule. And so now uh, you'll see whenever the offense makes a move, right? right. They, they substitute a guy out, official stands over the ball, holds his arm out. And then the defense will chot on this big oh. old defensive tackle. And it takes them like 10 minutes, it seems like, to get out there on the field. Exactly. And the next thing you know, there's like a second on the play clock and they can snap it. You uh, From what we learned yesterday and nerding out on this, Arnie, you it's different in special teams. Those rules only apply on offense when it's special teams. Apparently it doesn't matter. So if you're running out to do a punt or a field goal, uh, you can make all that personnel change, which is funny because I guess if you fake the field goal, right? It, it kind of, if you just kept your quarterback in there to, 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 to hold, I, I, would it have been different? I don't know. But from what we learned, cause we were talking the same thing yesterday. Yeah. That's uh, what I was thinking on yeah. the college ranks, but no, no, it's good. Good thought on your mind. But crazy finish like that. But yet, yeah, all people are mad about is well, if you would have made an extra point, you would have covered the damn spread. I love it. <laughs> I love it right now. Uh listen, guys, on on Twitter at, at Stinkin Genius1 at Plank Show. We're not fighting about Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski's greatness, okay? It's just as shocking to both of us. It's not disrespecting Gronk or Todd Christensen or Ricky Dudley, all those great tight ends. Kellen Winslow. Thank you. Whenever we say how good Travis Kelsey is, it's just still a shock to both of us that you look at a a late game situation and the dude is wide open in the end zone or running wide open and no one can stop him. You would think by now they would figure out it's a good idea to block, cover, whatever it takes that guy. I tackled him twice. to the ground right when he got off the, the line. <laughs> 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 all right. You were, hey, that's what the Raiders tried to do with him. Yeah. Go back, go back to the Monday Night Football game. They literally had a guy that every time he came off the line of scrimmage, Arnie, they would just knock this snot out of him. That's and that was their do. defense. All right, when we come back in hour two, let's go all in on week eleven. Who saved their season? Whose season came to an end, and our buyer sell right here with Fox Sports Radio. Let's go. Hour two brought to you. Well, We come to you from the TireRack.com studios. I guess that means where we're hanging out is brought to you by TireRack.com will help get you there an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What? What? What days did I schedule you this week? I forgot. Yeah, you don't schedule me. What Uh, days did I put you on work? I forgot. You don't put me on work. Lakers, as you heard, won tonight, 123-92. Sunday night football was fantastic, came down to the end. And again, Travis Kelsey makes a big play. Justin Herbert does not. As the Chargers fall in Sunday night football to the Chiefs, 30-27. And and I was thinking about this, Arnie. If you're looking at the big matchups in week 11, uh, those that really caught your eye from today, I would say our big takeaways are what? The the Cowboys just throttling the Vikings, uh, the, the, the Ravens finding a way, the Giants looking like posers, bearing the Rams and probably watching what? Uh, the end of the Nathaniel Hackett era era in Denver. Did I hit all the big stories from Week 11 there? Yeah, but to me, the biggest surprise was the Cowboys, what they did to the Vikings. You know, okay, I
5: picked the Vikings to win, and I thought the Vikings were probably going to go ahead and, I'm not going to say run away with it, but win it by maybe double digits. Never thought that if the Cowboys won the game, they'd win it the way they did. Maybe they win it on the last second field goal, be a low-scoring game. They just dominated. I mean, absolutely dominated. Is that the best game Dak Prescott's Played in his life, I don't know, but um, the Cowboys looked awfully good, they certainly did. And um, it, w- w- would I be fired? Hit the dump button if this is not me allowed to, I'm not allowed to say this, okay? Get your hand on the dump button. Is power a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott, or what? I'm just kind of curious about that.
3: Are, are you new to sports radio? Welcome, no, to... but I, I, you know, a lot of people say you're crazy when you say stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I would say 9.9 out of 10 people that watch the national football league would not call you crazy. Arnie. The only people that wouldn't, that would call you crazy. are like Ohio state fans. Like, no, he's a Buckeye for goodness sakes. How dare you? You can't say that. And then you stop and you're like, well, I mean, if, okay, well, Tony Pollard does, does this and I'm like, well, okay, maybe so. But not. I listen, I feel like, I feel like that's one of those bandwagons. That's been kind of loading up for a couple right. of weeks. And now you're starting to see the payoff from it. Uh, In fairness, Zeke's just now getting back to 100%, but is it credit to Pollard, right, Arnie? When he's got that opportunity, he's truly taken advantage of it.
5: Yes, he has. And you know what's kind of weird about the whole thing? It could have very easily have been Pollard, the one with the big contract. You know what I mean? He's the one that was the go-to guy and holding out for the big money and, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? It could have easily have been him with the big name had he gone somewhere else, but... Um, he wanted to stay in Dallas, so uh, but whatever. He's he's had a good career. He's been there a while.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, Pollard had a chance to go somewhere else. Oh, you would think, wouldn't he, or no? Well, I mean, it, it's he's only been in the league for four seasons. I mean, this is his fourth year. So, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I just I've he was a fourth round pick of the Cowboys in 2019. So, I mean, it's I, I don't know if he had a ton of options of other places to go. But at the very least, now getting that opportunity to be the bell cow, uh, he's definitely taken advantage of it. Now, to the point you brought up off the top of the hour, I want to go back and ask this question. If you are truly the boss and in charge of schedules, yes, and are, you are truly running this show,
5: Yes. Why
3: are we not on Monday through Friday? Why are we only on Sunday night? Who nights?
5: wants to work five days away? I'd rather work like maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. Because I would like to wake ne- more, make more yeah. money,
3: and not be up until two a.m. every well, single if you, time. If Sunday you're night. up,
5: I could I could find out maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, noonish to oneish. We'll take an hour away from Colin, and we'll do don't don't pencil us in from noon to one noonish to oneish. We don't <laughs> like to you know okay. whenever we get here, we get here. When we don't, we don't. But right. how about like don't that? Do, We don't yeah. want
3: to do. Well, say, I'm kind of a hard worker though, Arnie. I don't like this laissez-faire attitude. Like, ah, we, I mean, I, I want to be in, but no, you and I get a chance to hang on what Wednesday and Friday. Is that right yeah, for well, Jason you're doing, Smith and Mike
5: I got you Monday, Wednesday, Friday is what I put you on. Thank you. And I'm doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday with you and Thursday with VJ, who's another Dolphin fan, who's such oh, a big great. Dolphin fan. You ready for this? I, I don't want to discourage the guy, but he, wants me, he makes me want to root against the Dolphins. That's how bad he posts so much stuff on Twitter about the Dolphins, you
3: know? Wait, you're the ultimate in making people want to root against the Dolphins? No, he's worse me? than I am. He's worse okay. than I am. Are you sure? I mean, you guys tell me it's Stinking Genius 1 at Plank Show on Twitter. I'll know. Uh, so, boss, who do I have to ride shotgun tomorrow night with Harmon or do, do I get to drive tomorrow night? That's the question no, I think I, I
5: think Harmon usually drives that. You know, it's his show. I mean, it's him and Jason Smith's show. Where I'm not a good navigator,
3: Arnie. I, I, I kind of struggle sometimes. I'll get lost on my phone and the next thing you know, we've missed the exit. But <laughs> I'll do my best to stay focused. You don't get that because you don't go on road trips, do you? No, no, I just uh, – yeah. I just yeah, like to stay no near the house. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. anyway, uh, week 11 for the National Football League, every single Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio, we like to start hour number two with talking about who saved their season, whose season came to an end. Arnie, real quick before we dive into it, though, and Todd Furman joins us in about 10 minutes from now, I did want to stake a case for a rather long shot NFC playoff team, but then as I started really digging into it – yeah. I know you're all in on the top seat in the AFC and you're worried about your dolphins, but I mean, who can you really count out right now in the NFC for that seventh spot? I mean, the Niners are in that seventh spot and they're five and four right now. And if they lose, obviously math five and five on Monday night against Arizona, but I don't really, I mean, the Falcons still have their bye. They've played 11 games um, already this season, as do the commanders coming up uh, Packers as well as do the saints. So I don't, I don't really know who to bury because I thought I was going to be real smart and say the Packers are – excuse me, the Falcons are a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. Just look look, look at what they've been able to do when they've had these games every now and then where you're like, holy smokes, Arthur Smith has an offense and Mariota staying healthy. But then I looked and they're they're only one game out of the playoffs right now. I mean, I don't really know if that's necessarily pulling a needle from the haystack in a surprise team whenever it's a squad that's only th- one game out right now. I think in the NFC,
5: it's everybody from Arizona up. Everybody from like Green Bay, Saints, Rams, Carolina, Chicago, too much. They have seven losses and San Francisco's yeah. got four losses. So you're three games behind in the loss column. It's tough enough to make up two. The Lions are on a little bit of a roll and I actually yeah. th- I'll tell you this. I think they win at home on Thanksgiving against the Buffalo bills so that'd give him another win I don't know if they could make the playoffs but they've been a, they've been a fun team to watch the last couple of games no
3: doubt about that well do you want to start there with teams who saved their season in yeah, week 11 yeah. do we put the lions in there?
5: Absolutely. I mean, look, again, I don't know if they're going to go and make a run. I mean, you still have plenty of time left. I mean, like I said, 10 games probably get you in the playoffs. I doubt they run the table or anything like that. But, hey, the season's still alive. And it was a good victory. And like I said, um, you know, they're not that far behind. They're two games behind in the loss column. They're looking real better, uh, a lot better. And matter of fact, I think they went on Thanksgiving, like I said,
3: against Buffalo, which would put them at five and six. This was a team that had a five-game losing streak, the Detroit Lions. They lost 29-zip to the Patriots in a game that they weren't even competitive. They got beat
5: three
3: scores by the the Dallas Cowboys this year. And honestly, I'm not just saying this because you're a Dolphins homer and we're doing a show together, but Miami beat them a little bit more than just 31-27, right? I mean, that was a game when you look back on it and – all right, that might look thirty-one twenty-seven, but Miami rallied and kind of right. took care of business. So now they've won three straight games. I don't know what you're seeing and picking them over Buffalo, but I like it. And then suddenly it's Jacksonville before a Minnesota mm. team that's as ridiculous to figure out as anyone in, in the NFL this year. And that's a team they only lost to by four earlier this season. So, yeah, uh, the Lions not only saved their season, but generating a little hope for Detroit fans. And they haven't had that in a long time.
4: Yeah,
5: see see what the see what the fans say when they went on Thanksgiving, um, and that's going to be an electric crowd out there, especially coming off with a victory today. So, and and by the way, Buffalo, um, man, I'm telling you, I don't one week they're good, one week they're average. I don't know what
3: to get from this Buffalo team. You know? Yeah, it, but again, it's so. It's why this show, I think, and and then, you know, not having a full day to kind of, I mean, even the Monday show sometimes are hard when you just focus on the NFL, Arnie, because we could sit here and debate this all night, retweets, take calls, have guests on like Todd Furman, who's coming up next and we'll sit here and go, man, what is, what is wrong with Buffalo? These last few weeks, they're just not looking the same. They, they let Cleveland back in this game late. And this is coming off a two game losing streak to a Jets team that couldn't score a point today. Um, and, and then they'll go out and do something like beat Detroit by 50 on Thursday. I mean, it's just, that, that's the NFL, man. It's a week to week league. It makes no sense. We could sit yeah. here and look at all the numbers. And this, this same, the same Buffalo bill team that beat the chiefs and everyone's crowning them. And it's like, Oh my gosh, they're sitting here this season uh, as what a six and one football team. Now they're one and two in their last three games. Um, And, and in your eyes, they're going to lose on Thursday. I don't see that. That's just how do you? How do coaches stay employed in this league, right? <laughs> I mean, h- how the hell do gamblers make any money on this league? It's just it makes no sense to me. It's truly a week-to-week league, and I feel like it changes every single week. Every, outside of Patrick Mahomes finding a wide-open Travis yeah, Kelsey exactly, late in the game, exactly. it seems like Arnie, teams like Detroit, teams like uh, we just mentioned Atlanta here earlier, teams like now the Buffalo Bills, they're just hard to figure out. Bills are
5: were real hard to figure out. I want because and the Jets too. I, I mean, my goodness, man! If if they had any offense whatsoever, I'd love to see what their record would be. Because they're just putrid. I mean, you got to get another quarterback. It's not going to happen with uh, Zach Wilson. It's just it, it's just horrible out there. What do you have? Like seventy five yards passing? I saw
3: just. He's pathetic. I saw a stat that was like minus 23 in the second half. Oh, I I, I, I don't know. Cause it can't get worse than 75 for the game. I know that. Yeah, some someone said like minus 23 for the second half. Can I then, with that in mind, yeah. submit a team for who saved their season? And maybe it's not just this week, but it's a collection of the last few weeks. And granted, two of their three wins are against the Jets. But coming off a of Monday night football loss to the Bears at home, We all kind of started questioning Bill Belichick, which I, for some reason you love to do. I've never understood it, but now the Patriots have won three games in a row. They've got the Vikings next Sunday night who are coming off a thumping and suddenly they're just a game out of first place right now. Everyone, by the way, in the AFC East is right there in the mix, but not just the game, but right there in the mix for the playoffs too, Arnie. Did the Patriots save their season with that wild finish in the Jets Patriots game today?
5: Yeah, they saved their season, but it still doesn't feel like they'll do anything if they do make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make the playoffs anyway, because um, I believe their next three games are against divisional foes. I'll have to double-check that. Or well, they're, they're playing Minnesota next week. Okay, then the, the other two games are. Buffalo um, and Arizona. Yeah, those, they'll, 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 well, there, I'm wrong three times now. <laughs> uh. Because I I was looking at Buffalo's record, maybe they're the ones that play three uh, opponents in a row in the AFCs. They'll eventually eventually get two games in each, and you know you'll see some losses. So it's not going to continue this way. They'll start knocking each other off. I I can't assume all of them are going to be above five hundred when the season's over. I don't think
3: that's mathematically possible. Do you? Here's here's one for you. Just and by the way, I'm just going to make this clear. I just happen to have the Patriots schedule pulled up whenever you asked for it. That's the only reason I. I had think it, it was Buffalo's. I looked up Buffalo's earlier. Okay, New England's next four games are all in prime time. <laughs> they play next pri- next Thursday. They're, uh, did I say Sunday? I'm sorry. Next Thursday, they do the Thursday night game in Minnesota. So that's a that's short a turnaround for Kurt. Have you seen Kirk Cousins when he plays? Although they'll, the prime they'll time get game? revenge
5: after what happened to them today. That's that. will be a loss
3: for the Patriots. I have guarantee you s- that. Have you? Don't guarantee. I guarantee. You guaranteed you that. last week, and you went like three and seven, and missed five of your guarantees, Arnie. This is now not the time whenever you can be bad at picking. Um, Kirk Cousins record in primetime games? Not good. Horrible. Um, but get that they play back to back Thursday games. They play Minnesota on Thanksgiving. NBC game. They've got the Bills the following week at home. That's a prime game. Oh and two. They play Monday Night Football in Arizona on the 12th. Oh and, and three. And then they're, you're going to go oh and three in those three for the for the Absolutely. Patriots. Absolutely. You're doing this just because you don't like the Patriots. I don't uh, like the Patriots. Uh, and then they've but they're got to the, win. And then they got the Raiders on uh, December 18th. So. One and three. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. Right. They're going to go two and two. And they're going to be an absolute nail in your coffin to your dolphin season <laughs> on December 1st. And you're going to be a cry like, oh, the Dolphins are so good. What's your boy's name that you're coming on with on Thursday? Vince? Uh, VJ. VJ, VJ? yeah, you, you and VJ. will be crying. Like, oh, that no, two. I've cut two. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Mark it down. January 1st. The Patriots are going to put a dagger in the Dolphins' season, Arnie. And you're going to have yourself to blame. You can't doubt Senator Palpatine over there running the Patriots. They won a damn game without doing anything. But neither one of these teams did anything you offensively know, today.
5: I think you and all our listeners have been wrong from day one. When I tried to explain to you what the Dolphins were going to do this year, and all you did was mock me, and you and the listeners are the listener sending in a text, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about, Dolphins suck. Look what they did the year before. Tua is no good, and and everything I told you was was spot on. They're the top team in the AFC with Kansas City. Tua is the real deal, just like I've told you for a long time now. And picking up Tyreek Hill was the biggest thing um, imaginable, which I said was going to put him over the top. Home run each time up at bat, and 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 finally you are starting to get it. Don't
3: don't doubt the Dolphins, my friend. Don't do it hour and 15 minutes into the show before you started getting in your feels about the Dolphins who will uh, gladly hand the Texans their second win of the season next Sunday. Um oh. One other team? I, I won't know... show up if they lose to the Texans. I won't show Okay. Up. I, I want to one more team that saved their season when we come back, because right. I thought there was one game today to where I watched and I'm like, okay, this team's got a chance and I'm not talking about my Raiders. I won't Homer out yet. We'll get to that next with Todd Furman live from Vegas. It's Arnie and Plank coming to you live from the tire rack.com studio on a Fox football Sunday. The
0: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans and yet,
6: If you dare. All
3: right. Welcome back. Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. Todd Furman, ready to Robo Oh, okay. Thank you. The Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Uh, you got me digging during this break about the Patriots win. Right. Um, it was the first game in at least the last 40 seasons in which the first touchdown scored was a defensive or special teams touchdown in the final minutes of the game. Wow. It's, and I know that's kind of a deep one, but the point is this doesn't happen very often to where you have the only score of the game, be a walk off play like that, be it special teams Didn't or a the defense. Giants,
5: I think the Giants had a punt return walk off against Philadelphia. If I remember correctly, but I'm not sure.
3: Uh, okay. I'm going to reread this. Okay. It was the first time in which the first TD scored was a defensive or special teams TD in the final minute of the game. It's the fourth time that a special teams, touchdown has walked off a game. Yes. Deshaun Jackson did it for the Eagles against the giants. Oh, okay. Um, in Oh nine, there was a play by Robert Blackman uh, for the Seahawks. Maybe that was like 89. Uh, and in 2015, yeah, the walk-on in the Ravens-blocked field goal against the Browns in Monday Night Football. Joining us right now is Todd Furman from Vegas, Bet the Board Podcast, and you can find him, of course, on Twitter, at Todd Furman. All right, good day for the books, bad day for the books. Where was their greatest risk today, and did it pay off?
7: You know, one of the spots where the books needed things to work out in the house's favor, they got the home underdog to cover for them in the nightcap with the Los Angeles Chargers coming up short in terms of winning that game outright, but getting there. Early in the day, the books found themselves rooting for the Detroit Lions. The public continues to back the Giants, although I think we're bound to see a little bit more regression from the Giants. They're extremely limited offensively. Defensively, they don't do anything that blows you away, and uh, that's evident, obviously, in the number that we see for their trip to Dallas on Thanksgiving. In terms of some of the other games that stood out as far as the House was concerned, they were on the wrong side of the Commanders-Texans game. Uh, There was no professional money that came in on the home underdog and the general public wants to fade the Texans regardless of who they play. And when you look at the Bills-Browns game, they would have loved Cleveland who have gone for a two-point conversion late in that game, hoping that the game fell 31-24 instead of 31-23 with that closing number at 7.5.
5: I don't think there was one gambler that took the Panthers plus 13 today. I, I lost with the Ravens minus 13. I don't think anybody took the Panthers.
7: It's always tough to cover as a 13 point favorite in a game when you only score 13 points. <laughs> and what's interesting about that spot when you look at teams and it's not a massive sample size that are double digit favorites coming out of the buy, it has typically been a, a great st- strategy to go against them whether it's rust or get it caught looking past a particular inferior opponent you saw that on full display today when you watch baltimore kind of look like it was a glorified dress rehearsal of sorts unfortunately for the carolina panthers they really couldn't do much offensively to put a threat into the ravens
3: do do you wonder todd i, w- I was thinking about this today and watching the raiders unfortunately win whenever i wanted to, uh, them to be in team tank how much do you think the nfl now has to monitor stuff like this in places like Carolina, knowing that, you know, Houston's at one and eight, and there might be a few interesting quarterbacks in this draft. Do you think it ever becomes a very concerning as it is in the NBA tanking in the NFL? Because I almost feel like you're going to back into some wins in the national football league. Is it a concern the NFL should have?
7: Uh, No, I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because organizations tank, but players don't. I mean, if these guys take their foot off the accelerator for even one snap, given the level of physicality there, they risk putting themselves in serious jeopardy. The eye in the sky never lies, and they're constantly fighting for their next job. The other thing about that, when you go through the NFL and the way the drafts grade out, it's a lot different, and it's a much more imperfect science when you look at top quarterbacks and number one overall picks, that Peyton Manning's and the Andrew Lux aren't always the norm like a Victor Wembanyama who we know is going to have the ability to change the fortunes of an NBA franchise or LeBron James you know you can make a case for a number of quarterbacks and right now if you had the number one pick is it Will Levis is it C.J. Stroud is it Bryce Young or a guy who I think that's going to climb up draft boards given his raw tools as much as anything else should he elect to come out Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson will find himself very much in the discussion because I haven't been overwhelmed with some of the other players that are projected to go number one
5: Should I just bet the under in every Jets-Patriots game like under 15 or something like that? They just can't score these. They're Uh horrible.
7: It's incredible. I mean, you watch some of the ineffectiveness from that Jets offense. I mean, the amount of completions that Zach Wilson have, typically the number of classes most college quarterbacks attend during their times uh, at education uh, at, for, during their higher education. But, I mean, this is a Jets team right now that appears in the post game press conference to be pointing fingers at one another. Zach Wilson not taking accountability and responsibility for this offense, struggling mightily for New England yet again. That defense gave them every chance to win the football game, and when the Jets muster a grand total of, I think it was less than 10 yards in the second half. You ain't going to beat a whole lot of NFL teams. Crazily enough, though, but I know you guys were talking about the walk-off punt return. If the Jets hold New England to a field goal, they still find a way to potentially cover as a -a three-and-a-half-point road underdog. How about
3: that? That's fantastic. Todd, take me back. I know you've talked about this at length, but what, what are the rules? How does Vegas handle Whenever you have a game moved like this, I know it's such a rare occasion, but do they just, do they reset the, uh, the kind of the, the pallet, they cleanse the pallet and all bets are, are, are canceled. And then they reset them once they get to a new side. Yeah, the
7: majority of books, Chris, once you change venues, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, will refund all action, but there are gotcha. a couple of books out there, relatively prominent ones, that say all bets are actually action as long as the designated home team doesn't change, so <sighs> what you had is there were growing whispers of this game potentially moving to a much faster track, and a total that had been bet under uh, under the expectation they were going to play in six feet of snow. People were coming in, betting it over 42, hoping that this was going to get moved inside, and lo and behold, those folks that got ahead of it they understood the house rules and how those could be exploited Were able to take full advantage wow. of that with the game ultimately falling 54 to 31 23 final
5: you have any uh any uh, tricks for thanksgiving day games do you take a look at who played on the road the week before and say i'm going to go ahead if they've got to be on the road again bet against them what kind of tricks you have for thanksgiving
7: you know, the NFL usually does a pretty good job, and obviously we have a significant enough sample size that Detroit and Dallas have become the two fixtures on Thanksgiving that there aren't any discernible trends. Typically, Detroit has been overvalued in this spot when you look at some of the inferior teams they put out there. Now, riding a three game winning streak, books may find themselves with slightly more balanced action, and this week you have the unusual predicament for Buffalo that they don't even have to leave where they played their game on Sunday. They'll be right there as a de facto second home team. You look at the Giants and Cowboys increasingly familiarity there within the division and i think the most fascinating game is obviously at night with a pair of winning teams doing battle minnesota looking to bounce back after a demoralizing loss today against the cowboys in new england with the consummate floor general and bill belichick having a very short turnaround to figure out what he can do to fix the offense because i can tell you 10 points won't cut it against his vikings team on a faster track after they were lit up uh like a firecracker earlier today by that cowboys offense
3: Todd, I want to slide in one more. I was talking about the week-to-week league and how challenging this is. Suddenly, the Lions are winning games. I mean, to try to to figure out what's going on with with Buffalo, even though they won today, they they, they tried to give it away and have lost two of three. Is the NFL as challenging as it gets because of the week-to-week nature of it when it comes to handicapping and and trying to figure out which which team you get
7: on what day? No different than any other sport. When you're trying to identify good situational spots, you have to do a good amount of extensive reading to try and gauge coaches and players' quotes in terms of the level of focus engagement. And I think this week the perfect illustration, it was rather telling. Dallas, in the wake of their 31-28 31-28 loss at Green Bay said how disappointed they were and the players needed to be more accountable in their run fits and you could tell that Micah Parsons never having not generated any pressure against Aaron Rodgers was going to be a much larger focal point to get him into the backfield I mean he disrupted that game on the opening series whereas Kevin O'Connell's comments after they ended up outlasting Buffalo in a probable fashion said that the players were exhausted he wasn't sure that they were going to be able to run it back and show that same emotion and that was pretty evident over the course of 60 minutes but for all of those particular 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 illustrations where the players kind of tip their hand, and you feel you can glean a little bit of value. It still is a league where it's an oblong ball that doesn't always bounce the right way for sports betters. And there's a reason that so many of these games in a league of parity like we're seeing this season, it's all about getting the best of the number because it differentiates wins and losses. Like the Bears and Falcons, that were betters that may have laid three and a half with the Falcons that end up on the wrong side of it when the game falls three. But if you lay two and a half with the Falcons late, and you end up taking three and a half early with the Bears, both sides can be winners
5: there you know todd i i know you probably need my help on this so i'm more than happy to give it to you you know i'm the expert on wales uh soccer and uh they're all one and five in their last six in the uefa nations league take usa usa lay the half a goal my friend lay the half a goal
7: You know, it's always difficult to run and lay a half a goal in this kind of spot against a team that really wants to grind you down. Wales is going to bunker in. Let's see how the U.S. handles the weight of expectations. I think a lot of people believe they should get out of their group. You dig into what they're going to have to go through to try and get to the round of 16. I think they're going to have their hands full, and it's a relatively young and inexperienced team who was on the outside looking in four years ago. You just hope that they show progress here and it creates a level of optimism for this golden generation, knowing that the World Cup in 2026 will shift to American soil. And we have reason to believe that that team could potentially put together a deep run. Look all at you ripping USA.
3: To, Look at you ripping USA. All Arnie wanted to say is that he had a pick for the World Cup and had no idea. <laughs> and Todd yes, just made I y'all smarter. I looked up smarter. the
7: Wales thing. Oh, one one right. 5 in their last six. Look at You at you know, uh, Google, you know Plank, I think the better question is, if you gave Arnie a blank map, and we don't even have to give him a global <laughs> map, you could give him a map of Europe, could he find Wales and be able no, to put a pin no way. where Wales was located on that map? No hey, way. I'm, I can't not make
3: fun of and, and too many people. I was Googling where's Qatar today. So I can't get too carried away. Todd, listen, you're the man. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you spend time <laughs> with family and loved ones. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday. I hope.
7: Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Have a great Thanksgiving as well. And enjoy all the uh, tremendous games that we'll see from now through next Sunday. Thanks, Todd. I can't appreciate wait. that. You no,
3: know, not pick that on a map. No way. Maybe, maybe even before Thanksgiving, right? Friday night, doesn't Todd do something on with uh, Jason and Mike? And we're in on Friday night? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's That's go. Right. So, yeah, see, let's All clear. right, listen, we've got so much to get to. Uh, Twitter, you guys have been great. We're hitting the best tweets of the show next. But first, our man Kevin Wired is in with what's trending in the world of
4: sports. Kevin? Hey guys, Sunday night football going final about an hour ago in Los Angeles. A back and forth affair between the Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Chargers. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, a 17-yard touchdown pass with 30 seconds to go. Gave the Chiefs a 30-27 win over the Chargers. Kansas City now a full three games ahead in the AFC West. Some other Week 11 scores in the NFL. Eagles escape from the Colts 17-16. Jalen Hurts with a seven-yard touchdown run with a little over three minutes to go in that game. That was part of his 86 yards and a touchdown on the ground for the Eagles as Philadelphia wins 17-16 and moves to a league-best 9-1. and Cowboys obliterate the Vikings 40-3. Vikings right in 2 but they're the first 8-2 team in NFL history to have a negative point differential. Lions with an upset win over the Giants, 31-18. Jamal Williams with three touchdowns for Detroit. Saints beat the Rams, 27-20. Ravens grind one out against the Panthers, 13-3. Commanders beat the Texans, 23-10. Patriots make it 14 in a row against the Jets with a 10-3 win over New York. Bengals top the Steelers, 37-30. Falcons edge out the Bears, 27-24. The Raiders with a 22-16 overtime win over the Broncos. And in NBA news, Damian Lillard Going to be reevaluated in in another one to two weeks. He had is a strain in his lower leg, his lower right leg. Now back to you guys. Thanks a lot.
3: Appreciate that, Kevin. As we come to you live tonight from the Tire studios with Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. You ready to hit some tweets? I'm ready. Let's do it, my friend. I like this from Pete. At Republic Pete 76. Because I bringing up there was another team that I saw kind of in our who saved their season, whose season may have come to an end. Uh, Pete hit on one that I like. He writes, the Bengals saved their season against the Steelers. The Bengals lose that game. The Ravens pretty much win the division, and Cincinnati is on the outside looking in. I, I, I like that a lot because not only to me that it signal, hey, Cincinnati is they're gonna be okay, but it's their second straight win without Chase. Right. And it's not just a team that's trying to make the playoffs Arnie Breaking news. They went to the Super Bowl last year. And they've looked anything but a Super Bowl contender this year. So I, I kind of think that once they get Jamar Chase back, whenever that might be what the report today, he was on crutches and today they saw him off them. So maybe there's a chance that he's back sooner rather than later, but it's a bit of a brutal stretch for Cincinnati coming up. You get Tennessee next week. You've got the chiefs after that. So, you know, you could as easily be, you know, six and six, and I'm sitting here eating crow. And you win those two games and they get to eight and four. Look out. They're big time problem. No, absolutely. Look, they they struggled against the Steelers, no doubt about that. I mean, the Steelers put up
5: a, a better game than I thought they were going to be. And you're right; they just want to wait till uh, Chase gets back. Otherwise, I mean, my goodness, they still put up 37 points. Had they lost though and dropped the five and five, yeesh, man! Can you believe that? It, it wouldn't have been like the season would have been over but it would certainly have been a climb. They wouldn't have been in a playoff spot right now, um, but they would have been behind the eight ball. That's for damn sure. Still plenty of games left, but,
3: but that was a big win by them. Especially it was on the road. Shout out to our man, Calbert. Did you see that? Yes, at, I did. At that damn bear on Twitter is listening tonight. Arnie from the hospital. Wow. Calvert. Get well, my friend, get well. Uh, nature boy, right? Oh, he's nature in Arizona too. Jeez. Yeah. Get well. Um, Nature Boy writes, Jimmy G is ready to dispose of the Cardinals in Mexico tomorrow. Word is he is using the alias Rico Suave. (laughs) I still think that's one of the coolest videos I've seen this year whenever Jimmy G is courtside at the what the Warriors game and all the cheerleaders come by. That was say, fantastic.
5: <laughs> that was awesome, man. I, can you imagine being that good look? If I was that good looking, I'd be so conceited. Oh my God. You couldn't even talk to me right now. I would, I'd be looking in the mirror constantly. Oh my goodness.
3: If cheerleaders were running up just to talk to me like that, I'd be looking in the mirror constantly. There is an, a, a, a phrase slash quote that tells you all you need to know about Arnie Spann. (laughs) If I was good looking, I'd just be looking at the mirror in myself the whole time. That good looking, Jimmy
5: G is playing for what team next year? I don't know. Is is that a fair tap out right now? That is a tap because I, well, first of all, if I'm the Jets, I do everything I can to get somebody. I like that. Like, I like I can't, that. I can't do it anymore. Like I said, but what I've got there. So I, I've got to make a move at him. And by the way, I'm getting that discount, right? Is that what he is under next year? What like that $10 million guarantee or something like that or what?
3: I, 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 I don't, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he's got a pretty good deal, pretty cap-friendly deal for next year, so why yeah. not? There's a lot a, better than it was earlier, a couple of years before. There's a lot of Jimmy G stuff on Twitter tonight. Rusev is the goat, right and by the way, Arnie doesn't get that either. Jimmy G just might end Cliff Kingsbury's career tomorrow. There's <laughs> no way the very mediocre Kingsbury regime returns next season. He just season. got a new contract, though, so it doesn't... I I think... Cliff Kingsbury is in for at least next year unless the bottom falls out. But Arnie, I think the Broncos are firing Nathaniel Hackett tonight slash tomorrow morning. I don't think the Broncos can do this anymore. That dude is terrible as a head coach. And I know, listen, two of the three He wasn't going to plays today though, was he? No, Kubiak was, and and it actually worked out pretty well. I don't know if this is a Russell Wilson problem. I don't know if this is just the Broncos culture and what's going on there. And maybe, you know, they traded away Bradley Chubb. So they, they kind of had to reset their expectations. And if you watch the game on Fox today, based on what the analyst was saying, you would think the Broncos were the greatest thing that's ever stepped foot on a football field, but they're not. And I don't know, Arnie, how in the world they can go another day with that kind of commitment to Russell Wilson like they have with this guy as their head coach. He's, I, I know this is terrible in the first season, but I feel like there is a time when, you know, and based on I follow a lot of Broncos people somehow, it seems like they feel like they know. And uh, Benjamin Albright even was re- responded to some uh, fans earlier today. He said he thinks the clock is ticking for Capers to be the interim head coach and for Hackett to be gone. It went downhill after, was it the first game, second game, when he didn't go for the first down
5: and elected to kick a 80-yard field goal or something like that? Remember that? 80-yard field goal? No, it
3: wasn't that long. I was just oh, being exaggerating. I mean, you know? I'm like literal Chris all of a yeah. sudden. It's like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, you're right. That was the opening weekend, wasn't yeah. it? That it was, was against the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, oh, my gosh. Apparently, he called a timeout. Oh, my, this was the moment where I was like, Schlereth, you freaking Bronco homer. Uh, Dan, Nathaniel Hackett calls a random timeout on defense. And you would have thought that this was the greatest decision ever made by someone who had given up play calling. He's like, Oh! You see, Nathaniel Hackett (laughs) saw that and he called a timeout because his nose wasn't in his place. You know, I'm like, he's on defense anyway. What are we talking about right now? So I, I don't know, Arnie, what the future looks like for the Broncos organization. I just don't think... You can go the rest of the season at three and seven with this guy as your head coach whenever you've been in so many games. What's the stat we uh that Nick Wright tweeted earlier tonight? Give him his his, his shine. If they just scored eighteen points in regulation, they'd be nine and one right now. Mm. Nine and one. Well, the only game that they defenses. would have lost, the only game they would have lost was the week four game to the Raiders. Yeah, but I mean,
5: Russell and I said when Russell Wilson went there, it's just not going to work out. It really is. And it it maybe not be all his fault, but it's just not gonna work out in Denver.
3: Uh and let's see, do we have time for one more? No, no. Let's hit the rest of the tweets when we come back. The Sager is out, so we'll try to get you caught up on some of the wild numbers. Plus, after week eleven, we learned this coming up right around the corner on a Fox football Sunday. We are good, John Ramos. We are good. It's a good night. As Bo Benson, our extraordinary producer, has pointed out, Arnie, as we come to you from the TireRack.com studios, yes, it is a first in a while. It is the first weekend in over a year when both the Sooners and Raiders won in the same weekend. Wow wow Thank you. it's been Thank that you. it's been that long since you've been in a good mood october 23rd 2021 oklahoma beat kansas october 24th 2021 the raiders beat the eagles and that's
5: why we got all those texts of it my planks in a bad mood again 57
3: weeks in a row i'm like yeah here we go again it happens it happens Ooh. when your nfl team stinks and then your nfl team gets good and your college team kind of stumbles down the stretch it's uh it's not fun. It's not Thank fun. God I'm a Dolphin fan. Right, yeah, so many great moments for you. <laughs> hey, uh, don't forget to check out our Countdown to Kickoff. It's presented by BetMGM on Sunday mornings, three hours before kickoff. You can tune in at 10 Eastern. We'll take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the I Radio. and it's brought to you by BetMGM. All right, want to hit a few more tweets. Yeah, They've been absolutely. really good tonight. Um, here's one: A uh, Pete's been on fire. Turn off Planks, Mike. He's in denial. The Raiders beat the Blon- uh, Broncos, who don't know how to win a game. And is Derek Carr really going to win games? Yeah, that's what he just did today.
5: You know, sooner or later, you got to blow it up, Chris. You really do. I, you know, I they've said this- blown it
3: up like seven times in the last eleven years. Shut it. No, they're not blowing it up again. We've been down this road. Stop it. You know, stop you- it. Well, there's a you
5: know, there's a book of unwritten rules in football as well as baseball. I don't know if you know that. And one of the Yeah, I've never heard of it. (laughs) one yeah. <laughs> what, what of the unwritten rules also is if you're behind the detroit lions this late in the season you got to blow it up and that's the green bay packers you got to oh, blow it
3: up you know huh see i thought you were taking a cheap shot at the raiders there no i really think the pack i mean when you're behind the lions right you do have to blow it up don't you or what oh are you talking wait, are you going down the road that i think you're going down I'm the one that, that Aaron was kind yeah, of gonna... teased a couple weeks ago, and then Aaron Rodgers played kind of well against the Cowboys. Are you going down the Jordan Love path? I think they're going
5: to go ahead, and you, you have to. I think this is going to be the last year for uh, for uh, Aaron. I think he's going to have to find another place to play next year.
3: Have you seen his contract? Yeah, it's it's not
5: guaranteed for next year though. Oh, Aaron Rodgers deal? That's right, because they gave him the flexibility. Yeah. Are, are, are you sure about that? Yeah, was, didn't the GM say it was a series three or yeah three one year contracts? I thought was the phrase to okay.
3: use. I, I we could double check. I'm not a contract expert. I thought it was a three year extension, and I thought it was worth like 150 million dollars. No, I think it's one year at a time is what they did,
5: but uh, you'll 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 look that up as I know you know that. <laughs> I'll look maybe. up what you're yeah. throwing against
3: the wall to see if it sticks. <laughs> okay, well, so what do you do then? Let let's let's play the hypothetical game. You're not stuck. Um, you can move on. Are you saying this is his last year, and you got to move yeah, on?
5: Yeah. Well, if I'm him, I'd first thing I would do is call Bill and say, "Hey, Bill, do you want to win again, or you want to be a uh, second or third place team in the AFC because I can come win you another Super Bowl?" So you think the Patriots are a place to look? Well, that's for where Aaron I would want to go. They don't have a quarterback, really, do they? I go to the receiver, Jets too. The Jets, Jets, got a,
3: Jets got a great defense. I might want to go there. Okay. Well, if if you can find somebody. That would be willing to take on whatever that salary figure looks like. But I, I kind of think that he's tied to him for a while. Or well, maybe he
5: goes to San Francisco because he's the Bay Area guy.
3: But at what point does San Francisco have to finally start seeing whether or not they have something in Trey Lance when he's healthy? I, know, I mean, Green Bay
5: has kept Jordan Love
3: up there on the sideline for a while. Green Nobody Bay didn't the give up three first-round picks well, to go true. get Jordan Love. So I, I feel like we're heading into, and I can't believe we're saying this after week 11, another wild offseason in quarterback movement. So when we come back, for the final hour, live from the TireRack.com studios, let's dive into what we learned after week 11. Plus, your tweets, keep them coming. At Stinking Genius 1, I'm at Plank Show. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, final hour. All us, all you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched a selection, fast, free, shipping-free road hazard, protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tire the way tire buying should be. All right. Can we clean up this Aaron Rogers contract mess real quick? what did you say? I screwed it up. Yeah. He's not on like a year to year deal. He's, he's hooked with him till 2026. Arnie. That's not, I'll tell you what I read. Right in front of me, it says here, the new
5: contract that Rodgers and the Packers signed changes things significantly. The deal is officially viewed as a three-year, $150 million contract extension, which included a reported incredibly fully guaranteed base salary of $59.5 million in 2023. Right. But the $49.3 million is not guaranteed in 2024.
3: Right. They've got a decision to make, but it is. Arnie, it's a fully guaranteed contract, essentially. They've got a decision to make. I- in 2024. Okay. Oh, I see. So uh, he needed 2024. All okay, okay it's so it's his it, options. Oh, it's, it's his team, option in 2024 that's not fully guaranteed. The team has no power in this. They they've given all the power to Aaron Rodgers. The only thing he doesn't have is a no trade clause. If there was an agreement on restructuring, uh, they could do that. But he's they, they don't have so any it's options. His option for the 49.3 million in 2024. The extension and the contract structure—he's owed ninety-eight million dollars on the new deal, thirty-two mil due next year alone, all fully guaranteed. It means that whether he plays, retires, or the Packers want to cut him, every option is really bad for Green Bay. Because, well, okay, well, mine says the forty-nine point three million is not guaranteed. Where, where, where what what you are you looking at track? I call I call it, it Spo I used to call it Spotrack no, and I'll send it right him. to you right now. How about send that? it to me right now? Yeah. It's probably from uh, Adam uh, Slefter on Twitter to try to make things feel better. <laughs> here's the problem, though. Reg- yeah. They can't cut him. I mean, I, I mean, they're not going to cut him. No, it's all they're his not going to cut
5: him. But they right. can put pressure on him to trade him, just like he did last year or the last couple of years. Though there's not
3: a no trade clause, so you could do that, but. Mm. You would have to eat a lot of his contract in order to do that, and you're looking at—I mean—he's got a dead cap next year of ninety-nine point seven mil, and it's twenty-four point four mil in '24, so it's not a year-to-year deal, uh, and he's not going anywhere uh, unless the, the the Packers want to start a rebuild and try to go for it or unless jordan love so then, is amazing as yeah, they're making him out to be because i hear
5: you know i hear colin saying they should try jordan love out the rest of the year i'm like well what good and then what good is that going to be if he if aaron rogers has to come back then i thought it was a series of one-year contracts and when colin was saying that I'm like that makes sense let's see if he could play and that way you know if you want to bring aaron rogers back and like I, I just sent you that thing where it says the forty nine point three million is not guaranteed, that's what I understood. So maybe I got that one wrong.
3: Then I'm sorry. Well, I don't. That's from June first of twenty twenty two. I mean, I know that's when the new deal was signed, but uh, I mean, he's he's getting in guaranteed money, fully guaranteed fifty eight point three million dollars next year. Right. 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 Yeah. The forty nine point three isn't guaranteed in twenty twenty four. So that's two off seasons away. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you can look at that in the future, but for the next two years, he ain't going anywhere. Um, unless the, the Packers are willing to eat a lot of money or, or just the one year, the 2023
5: is already, this is going to be 2022. Well,
3: right? he's, he's yeah. still got that option to where he's got a no trade clause and it's guaranteed money. So either he plays through it or you find a team where you're not going to get your two or three first round picks for him. And you maybe have to, you got to take a lesser deal. I mean, would you be willing to trade a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers right now? No, but the Packers are going to want that. They're going to want a couple of okay, them. Okay, well, I'm asking I, you. I don't think I would have the given Giants them that type of
5: money for a guy that hasn't thrown over 300 yards in how many games. No, I would have said, no, goodbye. You're, you're leaving. Thank you for your years of service in that one Super Bowl you gave us. I appreciate that.
3: And uh, when we win several more, we'll invite you back for Old Timers Day. When you win several more with Jordan Love, who you said should quit football the last time that he started. I wasn't in a way. I'm not i wouldn't not going to win it with Jordan Love. I'll have to go and get somebody else. I love this tree of just incredible quarterbacks that are out there that people, I guess, can pick from that can come in and do better for you than what Aaron Rodgers has done in his career. I'm not sitting here saying he's terrible, but you're going to dump all over one Super Bowl. When was the last time the Dolphins went to the Super Bowl? Wow.
5: Easy, Dan Marino.
3: But he didn't win it. No, he didn't, I mean, well, you didn't ask me who when they won it. When was the last time they won it? It's been a long time. I, think, I don't think you. I don't think you get to sit I, on that bully pulpit and talk gas about was, oh that one Super Bowl you won. Was David Woodley the quarterback?
5: Was the old LSU quarterback? Was he there when they? RIP, the David Woodley. I believe yeah, so. RIP. That's right.
3: Um, but no, I mean, I guess the point more than anything else. Is it, and that was the Thursday night game, the Titans, the Packers. Arnie taking us back real late in the week because he somehow now wants to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Patriots. <laughs> but did anything signal just how ridiculous we get week to week over certain players, right? The oh, the 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 Packers beat the the Cowboys. Told you they were back. It was just a matter of time. Devonte Adams, look, he's Whoa. in hell out in Vegas, and Christian Watson is amazing. Then all of a sudden, a week later, it's like. They're going to have to do something about Aaron Rodgers. What's going on right now in Green Bay? Because suddenly he stinks, too. Okay, I'll I'll tell you what. Well, first of all,
5: it's been a long time, like I said, about him throwing 300-yard games. Second of all, they are 4-7, and so you can't just go ahead and brush that off. Third, they're behind the Lions. I said it's an unwritten rule. If you're behind the Lions this late in the season, you've got to go ahead and blow it up and go ahead and start fresh from there. Yeah, you just can't go ahead and, and keep the team like that. It, it's embarrassing what has right. gone on there, has it
3: not, or what? It, sure, but how do you blow it up when you owe a quarterback uh, $40.8 million well, next that's year? That's a
5: problem. Yeah, that's going to be Right, a and
3: that's yeah. just his roster bonus. He's got a 2023 option bonus of fifty eight point three mil guaranteed. And his 2024 option bonus, which one place said isn't guaranteed spotrack.com right now seems to say it is 47 million injury guaranteed at signing fully guarantees the fifth day of the 2024 waiver period. So he gets part of it. And then there's more of it. that's fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the waiver period. Even if you cut him, then you're still swallowing a lot of money in dead cap. So let's say you do. All right. Well, there's no gear There's he's not guaranteed that bonus in 2024. Okay, cool. That's still 50 million dollars in dead money you have to eat because of the deal you gave Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. Oh, that, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting they, bogged down on this, so let's move yeah, on. I don't yeah. want to fight anymore about Aaron Rodgers. But no way, Jose does right. What are the odds that Aaron Rodgers goes to Detroit to end his career? They need a quarterback with experience. <laughs> thanks, thanks for carrying the show is what Jose you, says to you. Jose, I'm going to kick my feet up and not do a damn thing you arrogant oh sorry go ahead honey.
5: <laughs> you, know, you know you're gonna carrying say, the
3: show tonight
5: I, I was gonna tell you the one prediction i got right remember we we're talking about uh, some of the quarterbacks that are getting old and you know they're coming up on retirement um i'm i think i'm gonna call this one right i said the first quarterback to retire maybe maybe uh matthew stafford and now i mean this guy's getting hit it, they're having a horrible year how many more years does this guy want to get through? What does he have left to prove? He got his, uh, he got his Super Bowl. He's going through what back, back, back to back concussions on consecutive weeks. His wife was very concerned about the first concussion, and his wife went through some serious medical problems, serious. And thank God she's okay. Um, how long do you want to keep doing this, Chris? After a while, don't you want to say, "Man, we've went through a lot. Maybe it is time to hang it up," you know?
3: Jeez. Especially with some of the media opportunities that might be out there for him. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Though I will say, um, they literally have to put his jersey on him for the Little Caesars commercials because nobody knows who he is. It's like, <laughs> who? Oh nine, ah, the the guy for the Rams. Here, here's the funny part because let, let's just get into this. After week eleven, I know this on Fox Sports Radio with Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Looking back on the week that it was, I do know that the Rams are in big trouble, but they can't rebuild. Why? F them picks, right? Oh, give me the shirt. F them picks. That's right. They've got to do it all through free agency. They've got to do it all through. I don't know. What do you want to uh, potentially put more future assets at risk? Got him a Super Bowl, though, didn't it? That's That's what they said. Sure. But at what cost? Right? I mean, this is arguably one of the worst defenses of a Super Bowl title in the history of ever. And I do mean ever what's going on right now. And Arnie, after week 11, I hate to write the epitaph on a team right now, but by Rams, it was fun. It was kind of cool to have you guys being good for a year. Gave Ben Maller something to talk trash about even more, but uh, you kind of stink. And now the Cooper Cup is out, and you can't keep Matt Stafford oh, up, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, and, and, I, and I love your, your offensive line, uh, but it's just, it's not gelling. I'm sorry. It's over. O-V-E-R, Arnie. It's over for the Rams. It was fun. Kind of go through a little three years of hell. Help these teams that traded assets to get your picks. uh, End up getting a star quarterback. And you either go out and make the next big splash. Maybe that's where an Aaron Rodgers ends up. Maybe they make a big push for... I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo, which would be hilarious if he ended up in L.A. But, Ugh. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Aren't Aaron Rodgers would be a great fit there. Jeez, Stafford looks D-O-N-E done. So, I'm with you on that after, and I'm spelling everything tonight. What do you, th- what do you think, Stafford? How many more years do you think that guy's got left, you know? I, I don't know. I, I would say if this thing continues and he's as beat up as he seems, it he doesn't look to me like a guy that magically suddenly is healthy gets things right, not only looks good for the rest of this year, but then says, oh, I'm refreshed, I'm relaxed, I'm coming back. I mean, it kind of seems like everyone's – Yeah, you ever been around a friend that partied a little bit too hard? Uh, Why? Yes. Well, you you might have been that guy. You have <laughs> names for your buddy still. What do you call him? Keg, slimy, sloppy, right? <laughs> the, the, the Rams are like in this ridiculous hangover. You're like, bro, you got to get back to work at some point. Congratulations, but it's time to go. It's like, no, 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 man. One more night, one more night. It's like, it's like they're the college kid, They're freaking Van Wilder, and they're just they're still suck, uh, stuck on their Super Bowl high. It's wild to think how bad they you are know, this I, year. I think he still comes back next year,
5: but um, who knows? I mean, like I said, the his wife was very concerned about those concussions, sure. and now he has them uh, possibly back-to-back. After week 11, I know this, and I said this earlier, but I just want to reemphasize this it's not going to work out with the Jets and Zach Wilson. He's uh, 77 yards passing. I i mean, this guy's not even a legitimate backup quarterback in the NFL. He, he's horrible. Um, they're winning in spite of him. And, my God, I don't even know how they're 6-4 and four right now with that type of offense. They really need to go ahead and have somebody else uh, back there, uh, you know, call and plays. And they'd be so much better. They can get so many veteran quarterbacks out there. But uh, Zach
3: Wilson's just not going to hang. He's not going to cut it, you know? After week 11, I know this history was made today and no one's going to talk about it because I feel like, Arnie, one of the more underappreciated, versatile weapons in the National Football League is Cordero Patterson. Mm. And when he did this earlier, earlier today, Cordero Patterson out of the end zone. He'll hit the 20, 25, here goes CP, 35, 40, Patterson on his way, 30, he's got the 20, 10, 5, touchdown Atlanta, holy smokes, for the ninth time in his career, Cordero Patterson has returned a kick for a touchdown, and three of them, of the nine, have come against the Chicago Bears. So he oh, whoa, that's a great stat, courtesy of the Falcons Radio Network. He becomes the all time kickoff for a touchdown return leader. Did I say that right? Most kickoff returns for a touchdown in his career. Um topping, do you know who he surpassed? It's a great name for the past. Josh. I heard him earlier, I can't remember. Joshua Cribbs. That's right. I heard that one. Leon Washington also had eight. Right. But special teams are somewhat of a lost start. But Arnie, I know this after week 11 tip of the cap to Cordero Patterson. Uh, I, I love what the Falcons are doing. Uh, NFL record for the most kick returns. I know they're going to get a probably, a, I, I hate say this about Mariota, but probably more consistent, better, consistently healthy quarterback. I don't know if it's Desmond uh, Ritter going forward or not, but. I like the trajectory of where the Atlanta Falcons are right now, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make a little play for that seventh the playoff spot in the NFC before all said and done. Uh,
5: by, by the way, is Deshaun Watson coming back uh, next year? Uh, next week? Is that when his uh, his return is, or what? So when he's eligible. Man, you gotta bet against the Browns next week, don't you? They're playing Tampa, uh, and Tampa's I think a three point favorite. Is it in Cleveland? You gotta bet against the Browns, don't you?
3: Or what? Are, are you thinking that he's gonna play? Well why wouldn't he play? I mean Jacoby Brissett hasn't been terrible as their starting quarterback. No, he's been dude, fantastic. This dude, well, I mean, how great was freaking Deshaun Watson, Arnie, whenever he played? Son of a B, man. Look at what he did in the preseason. Yeah. The guy yeah, hasn't right. even been in live action <laughs> since week, week one of the preseason. And you're like, oh, dump all over Jacoby Brissett. You're a stat nerd. You figured you would love Jacoby Brissett yeah, after I, what you saw I, today. I, I, I don't care what your stats are. If I pay you $300 million, you're playing, my friend. Now
5: get uh, your you're, only him,
3: you're only paying him 750
5: dollars well, this true. year. Yeah, yeah that so, is true. So you're that good.
6: Is, yeah.
3: are, 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 is this a, uh, after week 11, I know this, Deshaun Watson's going to be the starting quarterback next week for the Browns? No, uh, our producer oh, says okay. he's back against the Texans. Oh, Texans, that's right. Well, he can start fully practicing this week. So yes. uh, our producer, what's our producer's name, Arnie? I don't know. How would I know that? Bo Benson. Benson. I know. There you go. I'm just kidding. Week 13. Kidding. So next week he can practice. By week 13, he'll be back. Is he the starting quarterback? Oh, absolutely. As soon as he's eligible, you put him right in there and see what he's got. Absolutely. All right. More of after week 11, I know this. Plus, just starting the post-game audio rundown. And before we get out of here, more of your tweets. It's stinking genius one. I'm at Plank Show. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: I bet you're smart. Yeah. And you like to hold your own in the group chat.
6: If you dare.
3: Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. See, this this is my tunes, man. This is my tunes. There you go. The man could drive 20 miles to place legal bets. (laughs) Chooses not to, but has his tunes. I'll never understand. You literally, Arnie, could drive 20 minutes. I'm a Vegas guy. Oh, so you could only gamble in Vegas. No, but I'm a Vegas guy. You know, I love going out to Vegas. I understand that. But, you know, you can bet on your phone. Who says I don't bet? Who says I
5: don't? You do. But the best part of betting is going to the sports book and, you know, seeing the people
3: screaming and yelling and hanging out and all that stuff. I don't want to be around people. I want to sit on my couch, drink my free beer, and (laughs) bet from my phone. Come on, Oklahoma, get your stuff together. Who says I don't bet? You do. You know, I, I will say, though, I'm very proud of you here tonight from the entire studio, because I was thinking you're going to ask Todd this I was thinking you were going to say, Todd, what kind of odds could I have got on a punt return for a touchdown to win the game? Just moments before I was kind of surprised that you didn't have some sort of special teams prop question. For Todd on odds tonight in that no, Patriots that, Jets game,
5: yeah, that uh, you know th- something like that doesn't pop up. But um, when he All was right. running that back, and I'm like, oh, they're going to get in the field goal position. And the next thing you know, that whole thing opened up. I'm like, oh my goodness, he's going to run this one back. And they were going ballistic on it. I, I mean, that was just I I don't know if people enjoy a three three game, and then they get the touchdown at the end. It was just killing me because I had that on my other TV, and it was just uh, you never you
3: never expected the Jets to score. They were just horrible. Absolutely. Horrible. I will say this: I don't remember ever seeing the red zone go to that game. I watched the red zone early. I don't remember it once going to the Jets Patriots game all day long. So if that if there was any better indicator of how terrible things were in that game, I don't think red Did zone. Did you remember a game as boring as that one? Do you ever remember watching a three three game? I've watched a lot of Raiders games, Arnie, so I'm sure – well, what am, what am I saying? Their defense couldn't stop anyone. I don't know that I have. I, the only that didn't I, involve weather.
5: The only one that comes to mind I think was like a playoff game between the Rams and Tampa where it was like a 9-6
3: game or mm-hmm. something like that. It mm-hmm. was like all field goals. Uh, I don't know if I've seen one, especially in this modern era of, of the NFL and the high-powered, high-octane offenses where two offenses looked more inept. Tough. Than both of those did today. Makes no sense. Right. Though though if you look at um uh Mac Jones's like numbers you, I know you, they're good. They're very
5: good. I, I mean he was like twenty three of twenty seven. <laughs> I think that's impossible to go twenty three of twenty seven and only put up three points on the board. It, it, that's just impossible. I don't
3: know how you could do something like that. Twenty three of twenty seven with no interceptions. Yeah, with no.
5: Now you could say, okay, but he had like three interceptions. So right. So like it could cost three drives. No, <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, uh, my God, how, where did all those yards have? What, did you get
3: penalties? I don't know six what stopped
5: them. Six sacks. Yeah, I saw a lot of the sacks. Yeah. He
3: got sacked six times. And you mentioned penalties, so I had to dig. Six sacks, six penalties. So, I mean, maybe, mm, oh, I'm sorry, 12. I'm sorry. Eight penalties. Wow. For the Patriots today. Only two. Are three for the Jets all day long, three mm. five yard penalties, and that was it. How about that? Uh ten to three game. So real quick before we hit the whole week and kind of give a a quick thought on each game, and Arnie's picks are coming up, and Kevin's got one more update. Let's hit a few tweets because they're pretty good. Uh, Daryl writes, man, he was he was all over us for this a little bit earlier in the show, um, but uh, Daryl writes on Twitter, "How the hell did Jerry Rice always end up wide open? Seemingly every time he was great." Kelsey is great. The great ones get wide open, especially in the clutch.
5: He says it's not hard to figure out, but one thing about Jerry Rice is, one, he had speed. Again, kind of like what I bring up about Tyreek Hill. When you have speed, you know, it's going to be hard to guard you no matter what is out there. And he ran phenomenal routes. Kelsey, that guy just, I'm going to tell you what he's going to do now. He's going to run down the field and he's going to turn in a little bit. My God, get in front of him for crying out loud. And he's not as fast as a Jerry Rice or, or a Tyreek Hill. He's just uh, so big and physical. I I just don't
3: know how he gets separation from the corners. It's, it's crazy. Because your corners got to cover your receivers, your athletic safety is in charge of it, and hello, mismatch. And he did it tonight. Uh, and Daryl followed it up with this, and, and I'll read it. I can take my bullets. I can take your bullets. After week 11, I know this. Baker is absolutely horrendous and Plank will never tell the truth about him. So I'll finally move on from that and say that this is Daniel Jones last year in New York. He is awful. Dable with a quarterback is going to be scary. Where do you, where do you find out Daryl that that quarterback Dable goes and gets is Baker Mayfield? (laughs) 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 That's going to be the funny part in all of this. Oh yeah. Baker hasn't played well in Carolina, but, uh, I'm still more perplexed by what happened with the giants today uh, from Daryl's point. What was that? It was, it just, they, they caught the lions at the wrong time. Has it been a bit of a facade at seven and two with what they're doing? I mean, that was just a thorough domination. We never thought they were dominating. Yeah. They had some good victories
5: and some could come from behind victories. Um, but I didn't expect this. But the, they did catch the Lions at a bad time. There's, there's no doubt about that. And maybe they are a tad bit overrated. Again, Daniel Jones put up good numbers, but he didn't put anything up until we got to the fourth quarter. He, it's just that the Lions were just so overwhelming. I haven't seen the Lions dominate anybody in like the last decade, I guess is the first time. It's amazing they were able to do that to the Giants.
3: What's their, their best win this year? Hey, opening week, they went on the road and beat the Titans, but that was 21-20 and then beat Baltimore. But those are the only two wins they have this year over teams with a winning record. So, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. Every Giants fan out there would take seven and three through 10 games this season. But has Daniel Jones done enough to say, all right, didn't pick up that fifth-year offense uh, option for him, but we want to keep him around? I don't I don't know. It's so funny because when you look at the NFC, especially the East,
5: people say, we even started the show with this, that we think that Philadelphia may be a Been tad overrated. bit overrated. People think that the Cowboys are overrated. Well, uh, maybe they were overrated against Green Bay, but not overrated against Minnesota. And, you know, certainly... Um, You know, you you could say that
3: uh, people were wrong about that whole division about being overrated. Josh writes, I know this, I'm not a Skins fan. Oh, buddy, listen, I don't know if you caught this or not, but they're now the commanders. And Arnie's worried that if you use the old nickname, you'll get canceled. Uh, (laughs) But Josh writes, everyone was calling for Ron Rivera's job, and now if they make the playoffs, I think he should be considered for coach of the year. Wow. Boy, that's going from zero to hero real quick. Let's add into it, Arnie. Everything that's going on around that franchise right now, right? It is a am- it was it was and is a mess. And all the commanders are doing making a quick little quarterback change and winning games.
5: Yeah, they are. And matter of fact, I think they're what one game behind the loss column against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they'll do against the Giants. Still plenty of games left though. So it's not like you have to, you know, start crunching the numbers now. Still plenty of time to sort this thing out.
3: All right, uh, we'll hit each game, got a little sound, got a little audio to share from the locker room, uh, and also Arnie's picks are right around the corner. But as we come to you tonight from the TireRack.com studios, Kevin Wyatt's been awesome. Filling in for Steve DeSegre. He's got one final update. Take it away, Steve.
4: Thank you, guys. Sunday Night Football. Kevin. 30-27, to the Chiefs beat the Chargers after Travis Kelsey received a 17-yard touchdown reception from Patrick Mahomes with about 30 seconds to go. The win puts Kansas City a full three games ahead of the Chargers for first place in the AFC West. The Cowboys absolutely obliterate the Vikings, 40-3. The Vikings are the first 8-2 team to have a negative point differential, and it is the worst loss by a home team. 37 points, the worst loss by a home team since 1963. Wow. Rough day at the office for the Vikings. Bills make it through the snow to go to Detroit and beat the Cleveland Browns at their temporary home, 31-23. Buffalo is now 7-3. Eagles escape against the Colts, 17-16. Jalen Hurts had a 7-yard touchdown run with a little over 3 minutes to go. That was part of his 86 yards and a touchdown on the ground for the day as Philadelphia moves to a league-best 9-1. Lions with an upset win over the Giants, 31-18, behind three touchdowns from Jamal Williams. Saints beat the Rams, 27-20. Ravens grind one out against the Panthers, 13-3. Commanders over the Texans, 23-10. Patriots make it 14 wins in a row against the Jets, a 10-3 win over New York. Bengals top the Steelers 37-30. Falcons edge out the Bears 27-24. And the Raiders with a 22-16 overtime win over the Broncos. That was all the action for Week 11, guys. Back to you. At you.
3: Well done, Kevin. Sorry. I mean,
4: literally Steve
3: has done updates for how us. Many for how many names are you going to call him? Jeez. I, I actually said Steve, Steve Kevin, well, his Frank, Kevin. So, I mean, I don't think we have Frank in there anywhere. Uh, this is Arnie and Plank, though, on a Fox Football Sunday. And as we come to you live from the Tyrac.com studio, I do want to remind you that our tailgate, our Fox Sports Radio tailgate is always is presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com, a lifetime warranty, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com. Are, are you watching on Twitter? What's
5: all this Henry Winkler, I I met my idol today, uh, Patrick Mahomes. What is What is all this? Did you see that or what? Well, have you seen the movie Waterboy? Yes, I have.
3: Yeah, Henry Winkler was the, Yeah, He was the coach in Waterboy. I think what coach Klein if I'm not mistaken. So, Henry Winkler was at the game tonight and I think that that's what Mahomes is talking about. I think I'm assuming here. I've I've been focused on the show Arnie, not playing on Twitter all night long. Okay, like my you. bad. My bad. No, but I I, I saw Winkler our buddy uh, Rob Collins from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, station in Right or the KC sports affiliate in what, what am I trying to say? He's a sports anchor in Kansas City. Spit it he out. was at the game. I got there, yeah. uh, and he was posting pictures with Henry Winkler. So I think he was just really? at the game.
5: And Henry was at my house one
3: time. Okay, what? Yeah, he was. I was babysitting his kid. S-
5: so Henry Winkler, yeah, the Fonz, the Fonz, and he shows up at my house, and it's so funny. I go, well, hey, I would hope he up at your house hey. if you're babysitting
3: his kids, right? Yeah. I mean, and-
5: Okay. And I was giving him grief too, and he's like, uh, "Can I have Jed, please?" I'm like, "Fonzie!"
3: Uh, when he says, "Can I have," were you running like a daycare or something there, or what? No, he he was uh, with my
5: uh, brother, my younger brother. So they were, uh, okay. they were on the same team together.
3: <laughs> so you babysat the step kid. It was really
5: a step kid.
3: Well, I would, I would think that m- maybe that's something you would have bragged about more often. Really, is that a big deal? Well, I mean, it's the Fonz, for goodness' sake. So, I I, I would think so. Is that a name though that's lost on a whole generation? Yeah. Are there people right now that're like, "What in the hell are you talking about?" People have no idea what we're talking about. They're like, "Who? What does two thumbs up mean?" In in other words, they're like, "Wait, are you talking about Coach Klein and his playbook (laughs) that was stolen for him by Coach Red Malou? He stole his playbook from him." (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what that's all about. All right, let's roll through some of these uh, games today. Just get some quick thoughts, maybe a few of them we haven't spent a lot of time on. And uh, I'm sure you've got these three Thursday games in your N- NFL picks. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But we both came away a little bit concerned today about the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Browns 31-23, but uh, in a weird game, they got moved to Detroit and, and they could barely get out of Buffalo. Still, Arnie, Bills have looked somewhat mediocre the last three weeks.
5: They have a little pedestrian. Um, you wonder what's going on there. Now, I kind of have a feeling, and we knew this before the game, that um, you know that Josh Allen is not 100%. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. You know, Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I think something's ailing him um, a lot more than they're letting us on, and that's it's holding him back a little bit. You know,
0: We easily could have folded and, and allowed it to be an excuse for us. Um, but, again, trusting the guys that we have in this locker room that are true professionals that do things the right way um, we were just trying to trying to win a football game. And that's our, our mindset and our goal every time we step out in the field. You know, unfortunately, we got it done today.
3: It's Josh Chris, Allen post game for the Bills. Chris, you know what?
5: I'll be serious on this. Maybe you'll do the homework because I don't think anybody really picked up on this. Um, because I'm not going to do it. Um, how many times? Did they run compared to throw when they got inside the red zone? Usually Buffalo likes to throw, especially with their running back situation. They didn't do that this time. I noticed they ran a lot, a lot when they got into the red zone. I wonder if that has anything to do with the Josh Allen interceptions that has happened over the last couple of weeks or anything to do with injuries. But, you know, maybe uh, I was wrong about the numbers, but uh, it seemed like they ran a lot when they got in the red zone.
3: So I just pulled up the play by play here real quick. Let's just use their last drive, right? Uh they get to the Cleveland 17, run for a loss, run, sack. And they were only throwing it on third and 9. Maybe you're on to something here, Arnie. I'm not going to do that work. You'll forget about that by next <laughs> week. Wait, are you with me tomorrow night? No, no. Okay, we're good. I can wait No, no. That Wednesday and Friday. Okay, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, yeah. uh and and we open the show and we've given you a, a almost an hour and 45 minute reprieve Here are two hour and 45 minute reprieve here. Eagles fans, but I'm just got a break today. Took advantage of it. Right. But you're needing 14 fourth quarter points to come back and be the team that's coached by an ESPN analyst. Come on now. (laughs) What are we doing? What do we do? Why do you keep saying that? I want to know ESPN analyst. Come on now. Because that's what he is. He's a former center, was a former really good pro, NFL player. Pro, pro I, you player. know, honestly, mm-hmm. I have no problem with it and him getting the job. But at the core of it, what was he doing to start the season? The same thing we we're doing. Talking on radio. He had a fantasy team. I mean, he, that's what he is. He's ESPN analyst, Jeff Saturday. Did you know he was a high school coach before he got hired? No, but I'm, okay. I'm sure I'll tell you I did, though. Um, but regardless, he's just – you. And it's an offensive coordinator who literally is calling plays for the second time in his career in an, in an NFL game, Whoa. and he's able to do this? Well, Come it, on. it proves my point,
5: Chris, when I always tell you coordinators don't mean anything. Now we find out head coaches really don't mean anything. You don't
3: need to have any experience to, to be a head coach. So when, no. what kind of experience do you need to be a coordinator? You, know? you need a break, too, from the officials, right, and get that yes. bad face mask <laughs> call that hurt them. <laughs> Um, but as you might imagine, for for Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles, they're not panicking too much, and in fact, their head coach Nick Sirianni was kind of a homecoming of sorts for him. So it was, it was pretty emotional.
1: I'm emotional because I, I love Frank Reich, I, I really do, and he's uh, he's one of the best damn football coaches I've ever been around. So. I was hoping that that him and I would be able to coach against each other. He's my one of my biggest mentors. I got my dad. I got Larry Harris and I, and I got Frank Reich, and yeah, you don't want to know what I think uh, of if he should be here or not.
3: How could they miss that face mask call? i am I'm watching that as a terrible missed call anyway. Uh, Colts lose. they fall to four, six, and one. Eagles win nine and one. We've spent a lot of time on the Patriots Jets game, Arnie. Under the radar, though, not many talks today about the Peter King's pick to be the number one seed in the NFC. Home field (laughs) advantage throughout. The Saints finally get back on track. They're 4-7. and Look out. Prediction is still alive, and they beat a really bad Rams team today.
5: They did. And, and, you know, Stafford went down, so you know there was going to be a problem there. The Rams were, what, double? They were 13 points down or uh, 14 points down at that point. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to rally. It was going to fall short anyway. It's good win by the Saints. I still don't think they saved their season or or anything like that. No. I still think it's over. But, um, yeah, there was at least a good win by them to get that.
3: And isn't it wild? Last week we sat here. If Bobo were still running this show, he would have probably lost his mind, might've cut off your mic a few times, but we buried the Cowboys. We buried Bobo's Cowboys last week. And like the undertaker, their hand poked through the dirt and they come alive and they dominate the Vikings today. So which, which teams, the real Cowboys in your mind, Arnie, is it the team that couldn't get out of its own way last week in Lambeau? Or is it that team tonight that improved to seven and three and destroyed Minnesota in Minnesota 40-3. 40-3. to three. Which one's the real Cowboys?
5: Ah, it's got to be the one tonight, doesn't it? I mean, what the, what, the, what they did tonight was just so impressive. And Dak Prescott actually looked like a quarterback worth all the money that they're paying him. And it seemed like they actually have real threads out there at the running back situation. Um, I just loved everything when I saw the defense was phenomenal. Uh, I think that's got to be the real Cowboys. Now, they're not going to play like this every week. But, um, you know, when they get to the playoffs, who knows? What's going to happen when you know once they get going? Who knows if they don't make a run at this thing?
3: Seven days ago in that locker room, we we talked about hey, this this game will help us in the long run if if we let it and just learn from it. And I think it's clearly was part of our lesson. Anything from the uh, final score? That's Mike McCarthy, Cowboys forty, Vikings three. And of course, we'll all be in our uh, well, you don't like turkey, but we'll be in our food coma for the Giants and the Cowboys. Yes. On Thursday, four thirty Eastern on Fox. I'm anything, a stuffing guy. Yes. Anything from the Bengals Steelers game, the, uh, to take away outside of Cincinnati getting a win. Guys, Steelers continue to. I don't. I don't know how to d- describe how they look. There's moments where I think, okay, Kenny Pickett's looking pretty good. Yeah. But then there's also moments where I'm like, ah, they might be in a. They might be in a battle for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or maybe even Will Levis right now with the way things are going for them. Yeah, I'm going to be looking for another quarterback. Not that. Um, he hasn't done well. He's
5: done average, he okay. but I just, yeah, I just don't think that, you know, he's the quarterback of the future. You mentioned earlier uh, Cincinnati saved their season with a win. Absolutely. They could have dropped the five and five and look how many teams are seven and three there and six and um five or six and four. There's, there's a lot of good teams on top of that. AFC It would have been real tough for the Bengals climbing out of that.
3: According to a uh, note, the season MVP odds are out. Ooh. Well, the updated, excuse me, MVP odds are out. Currently, the second choice, Jalen Hurts, at plus six hundred. Josh Allen is the third choice at plus six fifty, but his numbers are exactly the same as the fourth choice, Tua to Tagovailoa. At plus 6.50. Didn't I
5: tell you two of them? Remember, I could have gotten him at like 100 to one to be the MVP at the beginning of the year.
3: Remember I wanted to say that? Look, man, I'm losing out on a lot of dough hanging but, out with you. Again, he's still the tied for the third choice. The top choice is Patrick Mahomes at minus 160. So, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be running to the window to – cash your bet or pat yourself on the back too much yet, Arnie, because it's still not right. That's my quarterback. Lamar Jackson plus 2,600. All right. When we come back, Arnie's picks. Take us home on another edition of Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. All right. uh, Fun show tonight. Good to have Ramos back in the mix. Always great stuff with Bo Benson. The updates tonight. Great job by Kevin Wyatt and the millions and millions of editors and producers behind the scenes who helped make this show possible thank you as we come to you live from the tire rack.com studios one final segment listen I, i i've waited around all night for this arnie i i know we're short on time yes so let's go Everyone came for your picks. Let's get your picks.
5: Let's go, Ramos. Put me in the mood. Give me a little music. Of course, we're going to go with the NFL. We'll start with the Thursday games. And that's really, I gave you all the games on Thursday because that's what people love on Thanksgiving. Love the Lions plus the 9.5 against the Bills. Matter of fact, don't want the 9.5, don't need the 9.5. I'll take the 9.5. I think the Lions actually beat the Bills outright. But uh, take the points in that one. I'm going to jump back on the Giants bandwagon one more time. I'll take the 8 on the road against Dallas. Dallas can't do that again, can't they? And give me the Vikings minus three against the Patriots. I love that. That's like my pick of the year. Patriots are just going to wilt. Love the Vikings. Minus three. Um, Other games, let's go to the college football, like Michigan, plus the seven and a half against Ohio State in that one. Too many points. Give me South Carolina plus the 14 and a half against Clemson. I'll take Auburn laying 21 and a half, excuse me, Alabama laying 21 and a half against Auburn. And give me USC minus the five and a half against Notre Dame. And come on, mate, let's talk a little soccer. Give me the USA Two to one over Wales as they win their opening game. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer
3: strictly for
5: entertainment purposes only.
3: So soccer expert now in yes. the bio. Oh, absolutely. So you're you're not you're going with
5: Wales? All really... one in five. They ranked like 18th, 19th. They rank 19th or not? No,
3: we're 16th. Here's my point. Yeah. This is a football show, right? Yes. W- would yes. You consider, even in the off season? I consider us a, a, a football show. Draft things of that, na- that nature. You have Ohio State, Michigan. You've got UCL, USC and Notre Dame next week. And you got Auburn, Alabama. Um, you got all these great games, and yet you want to pick a soccer match.
5: I picked all those games. I have to pick the soccer match. It's tomorrow. Two
3: o'clock, mate. Well, who did you take in Ohio State and Michigan? I slept through that.
5: I took Michigan
3: plus seven and a half against Ohio State. You know, Blake Corum's out, right? The running back. Yeah, that's okay. I'm taking the points. Too many you know, points. By in the hand. way, I, I need to clarify. You know, he's their really good running back, right? I, Bernie texted me that earlier in the day, too. So Right, because we know you don't know that Blake Corum <laughs> is their really good running no, back. I did, I, so I, we're I did trying say, to help you here. Seven and a half. Too many points. It's just like that time where you try to tell me that Oregon was going to be Georgia and I was like, "No, Oregon's not going to be Georgia or USC." I'm was still gonna be over five hundred. Are you picking? Are you ragging on my picks here? What's yes, they're on? terrible. They're, te- they're You went three and seven last week. So what? You yeah, bragged had- about being sixty percent in the preseason. Oh, you got I had one bad week. I mean, come on now. So three and seven is a good week. No,
5: so it's you're a ba- saying the one, Raiders one are week. good.
3: I it's
4: appreciate like who is
2: good.
3: I was pre. Well, you just said. You're just sitting here defending your terrible picks. (laughs) I hate you. Can't believe you didn't pick the Arizona game. That makes me upset. Um, The 37-point loss by the Vikings, their second largest home loss in franchise history today. And, oh, by the way, Devontae Adams, game winner, sixth player in NFL history with six or more seasons with at least 10 TD catches. The Raiders are back, baby. They're going to the playoffs. All right, Arnie, I'll see you Wednesday night. I'll see you Wednesday sound? night. See uh, you. We're sitting in for Jason Smith. I'm back tomorrow night with Mike Harmon. Have a great week!
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
2: Moplay. play